You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up, growers, tokers, dude, grow show, episode 55, coming at you out of Denver, mile high. You hanging out, Scotty? Yo, what's up, dude? You got that soundboard kicking? You got more sounds on there for today's show? Yeah, man. All right, all right. Yeah, man, you know it, man. I That's my new uh, my new hobby, man, It's just to go find all the soundboards, man, and grab all the good stuff. Like, now I'm into Ollie G. Recognize. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. I could just keep. I could just keep going all day long with homeboy. Well, can we just Respect. can we just try and teach the people how to grow some good marijuana, huh? Some cannabis up in here. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. First what off, you got man. What you got? Happy New Year, twenty fifteen's up in here. First show of twenty fifteen on the Dude Grow Show. We'll have some good changes, and I like all the adjectives. We're gonna have some really good growth coming. We are going to um, go out of early veg with the show into mature vegetative stage. It's going to be pretty sweet. Wow, man. It's an evolution, brah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, we always talk about the show's going to definitely keep evolving, guys. We're working on working on some equipment for a yeah. live show. I think that's, you guys tell us, that's what we're trying to get to is a full-on live show and a video show and a podcast, all kinds of stuff. Maybe even Facebook, Scott. <laughs> Don't get crazy now, man. Don't get crazy. Facebook is all last year anyhow, brah. All right, it's, it's like 2012 shit right there. <laughs> well, let's get into you ain't uh, into Instagram, homie. You ain't into shit. Yeah. All right, let's go. I want to go right <laughs> dude, into uh, what's that's an growing inside on. Joke because the dude is so anti-social media, man. It's ridiculous. I, I got you what you got, man. What, what do I got growing on, or what do you got growing on, man? It's been a while since that. I mean, what a couple of weeks here with the holiday break. There's got to be a lot of shit growing on. For real. Yeah, there definitely is, man. You know what? I'm always talking first, man. You go, man. What you got growing on, homeboy? Oh, doing a little a little grow consulting for a, an old friend that lives up at, what, man, 10,000 feet almost and up in the mountains and realize that, man, it's good to have all that cold to use, but it's almost too much. Not to mention he lives in like a, a cabin that doesn't have barely any heat. So we have to like run a thousand watt <clears throat> minimum in the veg over just a couple plants just to keep the heat right and just look at all these challenges in different grow, growing environments and finding that you know of course here with in Colorado humidity and uh, temperatures are always all over the place and just keeps reinforcing my philosophy of building sealed rooms so you're not at the mercy of uh, the outdoor environment you know yeah you couldn't agree with you more man I mean those lights you need those lights as straight up heaters man yeah well exactly and just simple things like okay people be like oh just when I want my room to cool down, I'll just have an air air intake kick on on a temp stat. Even that can be tricky, man. When it's negative five out, 
you damn well got to make sure where that air is going. It can't just blast into the garden. Like, it's got to be separated out. It's got to go through a vent either with holes or, I mean, there's a lot of factors. Then your intakes, of course, can sweat like crazy because the air is so cold outside. And then, then in the day, it goes up 50 degrees from your coolest nighttime temps. So a lot of fun challenges. I like the challenge. I'll take it. Yeah. Wow, man. I bet you ain't too many bug problems up there, though, huh? Nah, this grow had uh, had mildew problems for sure. And then that it got shut down for a while. I mean, a long time. So I don't know how long mildew spores can live. But we did the light bleach clean, clean out. Um, got everything, you know, recently. a long time. <laughs> like they come back. Yeah, that's a good question. Do you know? I mean, could they just lay dormant for for years or? Look, yeah, yeah. Spores can go into a dormant state very, you know, naturally. That's that's how they do. And so, I mean, yeah, those spores are definitely sleeping there, man. Yeah, I, and that's why we did the no complete doubt. wipe down. As well as trash, took all his old uh, ducting off the lights, and he's running those old hoods, man. The uh, their sunlight supply, I think, sun system, and they have the glass that slides in with the felt. And we so we set up the the max fan to push. I'm like, dude, we should be pushing through these lights, you know. Otherwise, we're going to be sucking too much heat out of this room. And the first hood where the fan was pushing through had like, man, you could put your hand on either side of that glass. <laughs> it's like, bro, you it was gotta, like a duct. You got to go get the blue painters tape and seal these up immediately because it was huge loss in CFM. And then to, to run down the line of four and every hood on either side, I mean, it was enough air to easily blow out a match. I mean, three times that amount. So yeah, it, I mean, those hoods were made during a different era, you know? <laughs> Yeah, this is a, they really were setting up the economical grow, though. I mean, definitely working on a budget, and a lot of times you gotta at least work with what you got until, as the saying goes, man, I gotta get my first harvest out. You know, then I can upgrade a little. I just at least gotta get my first harvest out. So, and I get it. People get intimidated. Way to grow opened up there in Silverthorn, though. So we're hanging out at that new store. Definitely knowledgeable staff, and ironically. I mean, we went in there and threw down not a ton. I mean, maybe about eight hundred bucks, and they had uh, on Dude Grows account, of course, every fucking thing on our list. Which I was like, this isn't going to happen in the mountains, you know. Whether it's a hydroponic supply store or something else, typically we don't have everything on the list, and that was pretty sweet. So we got hooked up with all kinds of all kinds of happy shit, and uh, got a whole bunch of shit set up. Hell yeah, man! What else? Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I can yeah, it's see. good to have a good store up there, man. There's, you know, with kind of a one stop shop. I mean, damn, it's a couple of hours to get out of the mountains. I mean, and being, you know, sometimes growers are stoners, you better like make your list and check it twice when you're, if you're driving down into oh, D Town, driving down into the city to get your supplies. You don't want to be like, oh, I forgot that one bulb that I totally need. Yep. <laughs> Um, what Hell else? Yeah, man, my, my farm down in Florida is 40 minutes from the closest Home Depot, maybe 45 minutes. Damn, you don't want to forget shit from the Home Depot, man. No, I could tell you, uh, what else? I got a few, I got a few other things growing on. Some of it's growing. Some of it's just, you know, was, we'll, we'll switch it up here and go into, we had a listener, Scotty say that, uh, he, he, he won something back a while for a donation and, um, he wants to try out some biocozyme, you know, some of that grow more enzyme. And he's also he's, yeah man he's re- resupported the show another time and he he heard that, that you have a fog a used Fogmaster Junior and uh, you know I mean I'm pretty sure he's totally serious here he wants you to autograph it <laughs> and uh, maybe work out it maybe work out a deal with him you know it's pretty heavy duty action oh, sh- 
He could probably sling that bitch on eBay. (laughs) Yeah, right. First time for everything, man. It's first time I've been asked for my autograph and and not been in handcuffs, man. You know? Here you go. Sign this and we'll let you out, man, right there. (laughs) I don't have that Fogmaster, man. I must have been high one day, man, and mentioned that I had a Fogmaster Jr. to give away. Oh, I think on the show when I got my new new Fogger, I think I said I was done with the Fogmaster Jr. That's what it was. Man, our boy JD already snatched that biatch up, man. And I already gave that thing away. All right. Well, we're going to have to work oh, something man. else out that you can autograph. I don't know. Let me go find out the guys at Way to Grow are pretty goddamn cool, man. Let me see what they'll hook me up with a brand new one for, man. See there we if go. We can set somebody up, man. Ain't making no promises, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for you. See know? if we can get a hot deal on it. Yeah, man. Way to Grow's pretty damn cool about supporting us and supporting the, the Dude Grows show. So I'm going to ask them, man. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, homie. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. I'm kind of left out there. I mean, I guess I'm not. I mean, doesn't anybody want anything autographed for me, man? Totally. I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah, I want some of that fucking LSD. There you go. Some of that LSD bud, man. Another you one... could have the Bob. You know, Bob Marley's got the fancy bud. You know, the Bob Marley bud, and it's. In, I heard it comes in its own special case and everything. That's what you need. You need the dude bud, man. It's in its own wood, special wood grain. We do have yeah, our like our, that, our stash pouches. We could just fling it right right in the the stash pouches. So yeah, man, we show up all all these stores. You know, we got the best bud in our pockets, man. It's easy to make friends that way, homie. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's not like we're trying to make friends. You just want to spread out the good bud and make sure people know, you know, where 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 it could be at, where it needs to be at. So. I'm just saying. Sometimes you, you you stink like the good bud, man. We walk into these places. It's I call it the Dutch cologne, man. <laughs> smell like the dutch dutch cologne um i wanted to uh yeah. share an article here a little bit of a i'll call it a new segment but i always like to talk a little bit of uh the health this is almost like news but i'm putting in what's growing on uh i got an article actually my my folks my folks sent me an article about this guy i think he's out in cali and he was treated for stage three co PD, if you don't know what that is, it's chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which does not sound now good. That's like a side effect of smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. Is that? I see a bunch of commercials for it, man. Yeah, it's it's, you know, it's they, a, they must have some super fund that the lawyers are giving billions of dollars away. For, you know, or the lawyers have access to because you see commercials for that shit all day long, man. COPD. Yeah, I don't I don't watch network television, so I don't get that, but. uh the uh it says it's, damn you are so hip hey, hey wait wait this is the time where the dude goes i don't even own a television no i'm not that far where the <laughs> don't you love that the real passionate guy dude like at the concert hey man kill your tv just throw it away throw it away dude for real and they're like it's like the deepest thing they've said all yeah. day oh. i was that guy for a while man hey i was i had a little 13 inch black and white turned on its side man gotcha Fucking awesome man uh, that shit Shit's pretty crazy. I do have mega respect. Actually, because we're on YouTube, I'll find people that they know all the good shit to watch on YouTube, and they can find anything on YouTube. Interesting. Man, those guys don't need cable, man. Throw away your, I got a throw lot of away your computer, it, dude. It's my new thing. Throw away your computer. You don't need it. So back on no, point. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Back on point here. Um, the COPD, it's a name that describes different lung problems that aren't cancerous, but very debilitating uh people you know they can see carrying around oxygen tanks to get you know oxygen in their nostrils 
and all kinds of medicines. So this guy was on 15 pharmaceuticals. That's just what the oxygen industry wants you to do, man, okay? <laughs> 15 <Sorry>. pharmaceuticals, <laughs> um, high blood pressure meds, drugs for depression, anxiety, aggression, high cholesterol, insomnia, and pain. And he had acute upper re- respiratory Fucking disease. Egg. So he spent 28 days in intensive care. Uh, going in and out of a coma from a reaction to one of those drugs. You know, they're not sure which one, so how much of a bitch is that? And he decided to find this guy's 36 a better way to handle his COPD, and he got his uh, his hands on some FECO, F-E-C-O, full extract cannabis oil. I haven't heard that term before. Have you, the F-E-C-O, FECO? I haven't heard it, but it said it was made with isopropyl alcohol, which is the same way that they make the Rick Simpson oil. So yeah. I guess it's something similar to that. It says, yeah, grain you know, alcohol. You're soaking the plant. He managed to get up to uh, half a oh, gram. Okay, grain. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Soon, he said he, he was soon walking two to five miles daily without lugging his oxygen tank around. And prior to using cannabis, he couldn't even climb a flight of stairs. In addition to his uh, exercise, the cannabis was helping him improve his diet. As time went on, his pharmaceuticals, oxygen tanks, and oxygen concentrators went out. He went from 190 pounds to 142. His blood pressure went back to normal. I mean, it just sounds like it, this isn't obviously going to help every single person, but I like to bring these stories out because it's like a fucking miracle, dude. And I, I just picture Mother Nature sitting back and being like, duh, like fucking wake up, people. This was put here for you in... It's all held up because mainly I'm a, I'm a, I feel because we get big farm and everybody else got to figure out how to you know put a wrap on it and make all their fucking money before it's really pushed. No. Yes, it doesn't fit their societal construct, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's just no. It's just it's just no good, and uh, it's awesome. I mean, he fucking hung up all those pharmaceuticals, and you know he can even get back to work. But you, I think you wanted a comment, which I thought was kind of weird at the bottom here, and even titled an even more effective cannabis technique. Did you check that out? No. What do you <laughs> <Okay>. got? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it. The, uh, for, it's for, just for, the sources, God damn it! That's what we're laughing about, man. Is, is that what you're talking about? No, hold on. You can, you can talk oh, about oh, that. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm right there with you. Here, I'll just read it, man. Okay. For an even more effective cannabis technique for COPD or... I'll try not to laugh when I read it. For COPD or cancer sufferers who may find taking THC cannabis daily, like Jeff, to be a bit hard to handle with the high side effects. <laughs> I'm trying. There is the backdoor method of using cannabis suppositories or squirting a syringe of half cannabis oil, half coconut oil into the anus. Yes. Fucking A. Now that is how, you, par- that a, is how you party, dude. You could be like, I partied so hard last okay. night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, brother. Hey, it's it's all it, it's all you know to feel better. It's for medicine, but that is kind of intense. Um, what were you? Yeah. Gonna, we're gonna comment on the sources down saying, here. Man, I I don't know many of these sources. Man, I see that there's Natural News, Right Newsletter, Oxygen Healing Therapies, and Real Pharmacy. I don't really know any. You know, those aren't none of those are scientific journals. <laughs> I know that. I mean, so what do you want to see? ABC News or Fox or I want to make you feel no. Better? I want to see them citing something from a scientific journal. I'm not doubting that it helped this guy, and that's awesome. 
but I just wish there was more research and I wish these type of, of, you know, clues where somebody comes in and they're obviously being helped that it tied in with some kind of university peer reviewed research to where we're like, okay, we studied this and this is what we learned. There's not even a single freaking paper. This is tied to this as they've studied anything. So, so it concerns natural, me. Naturalnews.com doesn't do it for you. Real pharmacy, F A R M A C Y, sounds like like a dispensary website or something. You know, <laughs> sounds no, like I, somebody that's pro cannabis to me. I hear you. I hear you. It could be. It could that's be got, a little. That's biased. got a horse in this race. You know, you what see I'm saying? The, the coupon at the bottom of the article to go buy weed at that dispensary. Now that's cool. Okay, <laughs> I'm for putting weed dispensary coupons. You know, pretty much everywhere. No, I'm not dogging this out. It's really cool that they brought this, and I think these real pharmacy and oxygen healing therapies. All these people. It's cool that they're taking their time to bring this to the forefront, and I'm, my, my, I'm not dogging them out at all. I'm saying that I wish that real you know, universities and, and uh, you know, scientific journals would step up and encourage this type of research and, and, and documented information. It'd be really cool to see. Yeah. And that's how we're going to you – know, I'd like to see it tied in with science. I hate that it seems like there's a divide. Where they're saying, oh, can't, you know, cannabis, just fuck regular medicine, man. Use cannabis instead, you know? And I think that it should be tight. I wish we could change regular medicine a little bit, you know, and get these guys to consider this and, and kind of, I don't think you're going to bust that system from the outside to so try to bust it from the inside out, you know? Maybe we can do like how, how I like to grow, you know, we'll do a little bit of uh, pharma synthetic mixes, you know, we'll cut it 50 50 and, reduce the uh you know uh, negative effects on the body of pharmaceuticals that some of them have and then like pain relievers for example so you take a pill of vicodin and it's 50 percent cannabis man i'm talking the future here right now can't you feel it do you want to invest in my new company <laughs> Can i got bikes man i, I gotta yeah I penny stock the stock exchange man <laughs> yeah hey, that's another thing i was listening to some financial news guy and he was talking about uh the cannabis penny stocks. And he was saying it, it is just straight up like gambling, man. So he goes, you got a better chance of gambling. He was saying some of the companies don't even have it. You know, they, get, they can barely even be considered businesses. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, you don't hear that too much. It's like a guy so just be set up in his those. basement. No, it's probably like a subsidiary of a subsidiary of a, you know what I mean? To where it's just like some guy that's, you know, Seeing if he can raise one hundred and twenty thousand dollars because he's very good at raising money on the B and C, you know, bond markets or what, you know, whatever the fuck. I don't know what the hell they are. Yeah, you no, know what I'm saying, but there's all talked- these, le- yeah, these levels of exchanges, man. And if you start dealing with that shit, I think you're just looking for people that have their tongue wagging out, saying cannabis, cannabis, really? I'll buy anything, sure. You know, so be careful with that shit, dude. Yeah, we talked about it before. I mean, it is like gambling. It's freaking stock. I, I'm into one penny stock, and like, I, I'm like, I got to throw some money at least at one. So, I mean, and I don't really <laughs> obviously I mean. looked looked at it as, you know, that's my, I woke up. It was legal. I actually did it on, um, I think, January 2nd last year or some shit. And I was like, nice. I, I got to buy one for the hell of it. And I just pictured that money as being gone. So, and if it comes back tenfold, then yay. Otherwise, yeah, I'm not too uh, heavy interested in, in in the commercialization and the investment of of herb by any means. So that's uh, right, right that's, on. All right, let me go uh, switch it up a little bit here. I wanted to give a little bit of a tech review. I haven't looked into it a, to a ton yet, but uh, came across um, heard you know coming up. You'll hear uh, Jacob from Growmore 
is back on the show. So there, where's your your uh, your soundboard? Don't you have like a studio audience clapping or something? All right, all right. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> he had mentioned. Don't, uh, don't put me on the spot, man. He's looking at this Grow Buddy. It's GrowBuddy.com, and I've been checking it out, guys. And it's uh, you know, back in the day, people wouldn't do anything like this on their computers, but it's, it looks like some awesome software to uh, document your grow. And I don't know how this sounds kind of funny. Application features. It says just to make people more comfortable. It says triple strong security. All your data is secured on your device with the highest encryption available. So it says, and you might know more about this too. It says when synchronizing, the encrypted data is sent over secure sockets layer SSL to the GrowBuddy cloud. So I'm not really too worried about it myself, Dude. but it's the cool way to right. really track your like really track your grow and dial shit in. And I think I'm going to look into it and let you listeners know what I what I find out with this. But if you want to check it out, they got a cool website and everything. Just heard of them actually the other day. It's GrowBuddy.com, and uh, I don't know. I think it's available for. It says get it on Google Play or at the App Store from Apple. So either way, I think you're good. Whatever device you have. Yeah, man. Yeah, do it, Scotty. Remember I want the challenge. That, uh, it, it, it was like a notebook. It was just like basically like a Grow Journal notebook. Probably use it for about a year. Had yeah, just, yeah. It was like, what day is it? You write the day there. It's a Grow what Journal. Did I do what was the pH? God damn, that thing is cool. That that's my app right there, man. I don't really know that I need much more than that because it's good to kind of take a step back. You go into your room, you know, whatever. You can put some music on or put the dude grow show on. But man, I don't really fuck with my phone too much after that, man. I put my phone down. I'm looking at the plants. It's nice to grab a pen and pad and to be able to take a book and you know sit and you know, pull up a five gallon bucket and take a seat and start like looking through your book, man, seeing what you did. You know, I just like it a little bit better than an app. And I am a little bit shaded out for these big commercial guys about security, man. You know, shit. I, I don't know, man. It just seems creepy, man, having all that shit out there in the cloud. Well, dude's going to put it all up in the cloud, and I'll let you know how it rolls. Hopefully, it'll be a cool way to, uh, you know, the way, the way I'm looking at it is if there's somebody that wants to know, man, that herb is freaking, like, how did you do that? I'm like, Here's the here's the uh, file of my last grow. You can see everything from my lighting to my waterings to my nutrient to and it, maybe if it's too much work, I'll say fuck it. But uh, I want to check it out. I like it. I like trying to move move forward with and, and apps is the future, Scotty. Apps. All right. Yeah, I mean it is a really cool idea. You know, for everybody else that's that's uh you know any other kind of farming, you know, shit. You look at the the big farming when they actually started using computers and software. Man, they managed to save water. They managed to save fertilizer. You know, it makes it a much more efficient system. But goddamn, it becomes a little bit different than hanging out in your grow room, lighting the joint, turning on dude grows, and uh, mixing some newts up, man. You know. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, man, I use my freaking phone so goddamn much. I find myself looking at it and holding it and when i go into the grow room it's nice just to put it the fuck down <laughs> well before i let you yeah I, I totally agree before i let let you go into what's growing on i want to give a couple shout outs guys uh donators always appreciated uh this month actually paid uh libsyn as our hosting services and you know it's so awesome to be able to hit up some of the show's expenses we got to order some new promo stickers and stash bags we're going to be able to pay for that stuff from you listeners supporting the show. So, uh, and more. Hey, you know what I bought with the show is I uh, gave Eli Braden uh, 
some kickity cash to write us a new song, man. We'll play that during this break, man. Oh, yeah, you got a brand head, new man. one, don't you? Yeah, I had that stop, children, what's that sound? That song in my head, and I couldn't get it out. And I started just making lyrics up for it. I sent it over to him over coffee one morning, man. About half hour later, it was done. I love that one, though. Came out good. Yeah, good that job, That song Eli. is top-notch. Top-notch song coming up shortly. It is really good. And, yeah, it is It is the, the listener supporters, the donators that do enable things like that. All this shit adds up, so... I was going to say thanks That's to, we got a Brent, homie. Brent, William, Kevin, Tracy, Kellen, Kimo, Danielle, Marvin. Um, and I know that some of these people are like, man, that's, I'm not, I'm not Kimo. That's my uh, cousin's PayPal account. Like they want a definitely a degree of separation, but I'm telling you guys are all good. Our PayPal's just, uh, you know, set up through a independent LLC that has nothing to do with Herb. Um, and pretty soon it won't matter. Um, let me go on a little bit. Marvin, Eric, we got Anthony giving, you know, anything. He's doing 420 a week is giving us an, a dollar an hour. So I love it, guys. Uh, keep it up if you can. It's how this show keeps going. And we got some more. We got to buy some cameras. We got to buy some live recording software coming up. So uh, it's all going back into the show. The show is going places. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I didn't make a good list like you got, man, but I got Derpity Derp 420, man. That guy's awesome. He recommends cool shit to me, man. He uh, has taught me a lot, man. So very cool guy. Check out his, uh, I think he's on Google Plus. I hang out with him. And then uh, oh, Mike over at Grow Big Hydro up in Illinois, man, is carrying Recharge. We got Recharge in Illinois now, man. So yeah, real cool guy. I guess he listens to the show and called up and ordered some for his store. So Go check out Grow Big Hydro. They also got uh, Nectar of the Gods there. Nectar for the Gods. He says he sells the shit out of it there, man. Sweet. What? Uh, all right, let's kick it over to you, man. What you what you been growing on over Christmas and bringing in the new year here and all that jazz? Yeah, just been hanging, man. I was uh, been you know I've been checking, trying to get on Facebook and all that stuff, all the social media a little bit more, and seeing what all our uh, listeners are doing. And so one of them, our buddy JD, like I said, about the smartest listener that, that, that I know of, man, he uh, told me to listen to some of the Adam Dunn show where there was a, a microbe guy on. And it was awesome, man. The dude was totally speaking my language, man, you know? So it was, it was really cool, man. It was really good. Well, I think it was the show before last, you know, whenever that was, man. Because I think right around the 20th of December. But, yeah, there was some really good microbe talk on there. You know, guys brewing things and whatnot. And, yeah, and actually, we were trying to think you might have figured out why Recharge works with, with chlorinated water. I think it has to do with all the uh, food sources that are in there. Are able, You know, all the, uh, the humic and fulvic acids, the kelp, all those are able to absorb a certain amount of chlorine. And, yeah, I, I really think that, you know, I was listening to it. And I don't know. You guys listen yourselves and, you know. See what you think, man. But I, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, you're giving it a good review? Yeah, it was definitely good, man. I mean, there was a couple things. You know, it's still funny how they say that uh, organics and versus synthetics is literally just religion. And it really is, man. Because even this guy, you know, he's, he's talking and he, he knows his facts. He's looking under a microscope. You know, he knows his bacteria from his protozoa. And he's still like, you know, when they're talking about, hey, what's up with uh, pHing your your nutrient solution? Do you need to do that? And he's like, ah, that's really a matter of opinion, man. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Science ain't opinion. Science is fact, man. But religion is opinion. And this is still a religion, man. 
Hey man, yeah. the dude's opinion is yeah. I just I've gone through back and back and forth. Even like I said, General Hydroponics, who runs the General Organics line, used to put instructions. I don't know if they still do in their go boxes, which is the small bottles of their organic line, and said not do not necessary to adjust pH with this line. So I called him up and I was just like, what? And I feel that. And same with um, over at Jeremy over at Build a Soil, right? He doesn't. Uh, he said when we interviewed him, he never fucks with his pH. So it's his opinion. I I believe that if you are messing with your pH, you're probably going to have better results one way or another. And if you're not, and you're using a lot of microbes and letting the soil do the work, you're still going to have good results, but maybe not as good. So that's a matter of know, opinion, man. right? Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know. I can just tell you that I don't have a pH pen. And, you know, just going nuts, man. You know, this shit is just crazy these days, man. And I, I talk yeah. to, you know, I talk to a lot of people with, uh, that use recharge and they all tell me, man, it's the same thing, man. Once you add microbes, once you add that much bacteria, the bacteria eat at a range of pH. Now, maybe not every single one, maybe I'm, you know, using, re- leaning really heavy on the trichoderma or the bacillus. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. All I can tell you is that shit works like crazy, man. Yeah, that's like when I try to get too scientific, I just shut up because then people are, maybe this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, look, it works, okay? I know it yeah, works. It works we well. Just, yeah, one thing I hate doing is trying to front and trying to pretend that I know what I'm talking about when I don't. You know, I know when things are good. I know when things work. Yeah, yeah. I'll check that out. That was the, I don't know what episode, uh, the Adam Dunn Show, if you guys don't know, out here out of Colorado, pretty cool show, a little bit more culture than ours, I'd say, but they definitely can get heavy into the grow, too, so it's one I've, yes, I was listening find to. Out, find out who discovered OG. Yes, ironically, they we both started pretty much right at the same time. Uh, one before that I listened to where there was free weed um, over at High Times with Mr. Danny Danko, but... He hasn't put out an episode since October 31st, so you guys that like our consistency, uh, we work for it, man. We want to give you consistency in this podcast because I know that's what keeps you coming back and what keeps us out on the networks for, you know. I mean, we're out on, uh, I don't even know how much of a big deal it is, but if any of you guys use iHeartRadio, we're on iHeartRadio now, which we're like the first marijuana show on there, so I'm pretty proud about that. Yeah, man. I really don't have an opinion. (laughs) That it's all good, that man. works. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see anybody uh, listening on, on any platform, amigo. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Why don't we, uh, what is Captain? So let's get this straight. Captain, I wanted to say Captain, but it's not. Technically, isn't it, is, is, is it Captain, but he abbreviates it Cap and then an N. I think we're going to just have to call him the Captain. I've tried pronouncing Captain without it being too much work, and it just doesn't work for me, man. So I'm going to just call him the Captain, all right? C A P N Captain. I'll do it, Captain, because it's easy. Captain. All right, Captain. <laughs> Captain's over there doing some what I like to call uh, root porn, man. I saw some pictures over on dudegrows.com. Um, recharge is titled Recharge Beneficial Microbes Nine Days Later. And, and I guess, obviously, if you talk to him, these are like his official pictures of his own garden because these roots are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, this is how it worked, man. He contacted me a few months ago, said he wanted to uh, start blogging with us. And I said, great, man. We, we, I love your content. And it would be a, you know, an honor for you to come over here and blog, man. So 
You can find his material over at dudegrows.com. And of course, what it's the first thing that comes out of my mouth, man. Hey, let me send you some recharge, man. You know, you got to try this shit. So I sent it over to him and I'm not going to try to sway a guy like this, man. You know what I mean? He's legit. So I just handed it, you know, sent it on over to him and said, hey, check it out. You tell me what you think, man. If you could write a couple blog posts on it, that'd be cool, man. If you think it sucks, and go for it. And this is what he, this is what he came out with, man. So pretty good. pretty, yeah, pretty good exciting, job. man. Two articles. He's got one in a good summary. It just says, you know, recharge. Um, and it's like a spinal thoughts article. So like you said, this is, you know, not somebody you can sway. It's really good, uh, you know, from a legit grower to give quality content for you guys to check out. If you want to, you know, you hear it all out of our mouths all the time. But go over there. That's over at dudegrows.com. But you know what's the best thing about the captain is he's hydro. The captain's a hydro guy, man. He uses those uh, Rockwell croutons and has extensive deep water culture experience. Is the guy that, you know, the real active with those Heisenberg compost teas and is all, all over that on Roll It Up. Heisenberg. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Roll It Up. I, I don't remember. But, you know, he's all over that shit, man. I was actually on Roll It Up this weekend looking at the Heisenberg tea recipes, man. Isn't Heisenberg like a blimp or something, man? That's what it sounds like to me. That's so awesome that you don't even, even know who Heisenberg is, man. Get with or pop like- culture, brother, all right? You don't even know. Even I'll give you an Heisenberg, and the captain, actually, a C-A-P-N, actually has a connection to, to Heisenberg as well. But I won't tell, man. It's a secret. Okay. okay. Heisenberg well, is the guy we- from Breaking Bad, bro. God. Dude, you need to get a TV now, man. Now I'm against you not having TV. What's See? Breaking Bad? Oh, <laughs> bad connection. Bad connection. I have to go. Um, anyway. So why don't you break down before we get out of what's growing on? Um, didn't you help out a listener here on uh, YouTube, man? Did some shit for uh, Brody. Had a question. I think it's something me and you were going to try and do a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I did do that, man. Uh, a couple. We get these Grow Talk questions, and I'm trying to do everything I can to stop typing so goddamn much, man. You know, I think I'm having, like, phone and, uh, you know, computer overload where I just want to freaking talk to some people, you know? So, yeah, I've been uh, on, on that one. I just did like a screen share, man, where just fired up the camera. And instead of typing out a huge, long thousand word answer, man, I just spit out a thousand words, man. Spit out some links and it was pretty easy and people say they liked it. So I said we try more of them, bro. Yeah, definitely. Uh, got a question here that we'll get out. Like you said, we're going to put... Put more out, um, probably do a little bit of advancement on, on dudegrows.com, maybe have a little bit of a back end for when it's you know trying to assist growers and the, the members and the donators can get in there. And, Dude, I got uh, some plans for dudegrows.com, man. I got some plans. We actually have uh, our first, I don't know, our first uh, paid helper, I guess you would say, man. But uh, we have an assistant, Zach, that is doing some awesome work with us. We're getting a whole bunch of, of content out on DudeGrows.com now. And you're going to see there's going to be some really cool shit coming up, man. I'm just going to use that as a little teaser for this week, man. But go there and check it out. You'll see what I mean. Right now, it's all up and in your face. Yeah, we're getting. you're actually getting some articles. Uh, we're getting all our grow talk changed up, man. You guys are going to be able to hop on Duke Grows. Just search, right? Just search a word, and you'll be. If we've ever talked about it in Grow Talk, they'll be able to find it here. Is that is that it in a nutshell what we're working on? Well, there goes my fucking teaser, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to tease right away, dude, because that's super awesome to be able to, you know. The dude, don't ton- tease he pleases, man. God damn. 
There's tons of pod. It, it's and it, just to break it down, if you guys didn't catch that, so if you really like a podcast, let's say, um, whatever, ours for example, and you're like, damn, did those guys ever talk about uh, Azimax ever? I want to know whenever they did, so I can learn about it. So they're gonna be able to. You guys will be able to search that, pull it up whenever we talked about it on the show, and check that shit out in the forum, and it's gonna be pretty powerful, I think. Yeah, and no, it's not a forum though. I mean, you're just going to be able to search every word in Grow Talk that we say is going to be searchable. So you're going to be able to just pull it right up and uh, and just you know every time we said Asmax, anytime you know, hey man, I know that that Scotty uses Easy Wet for some kind of IPM. Man, what's the rate on it? You put Easy Wet into the search box, and bam, every time we talked about it, it comes on up. Man, the the, the audio. And the text, man. So it just makes it really easy to get the facts, man. So I hope y'all yeah. enjoy a little premium content coming. And uh, yeah, hope hope y'all will support it, man. Word. Well, let's go to a break here. Um, as promised, uh, you got to jam out this song, man. What's the official title of this song? New, fresh off the, fresh off the what? What is it for music? What's it fresh off of? It's fresh off of Eli Braden's guitar, man. I don't know okay, what it's called, work. man. I didn't even realize. I always thought that the original song was called Stop Children, What's That Sound? But it's it's called For What It's Worth is what the song's called. Man. I, I think it's fresh off the press, man. The record press, no? Fresh off the press is only me, the newspapers. Damn, I'm too young. <laughs> I think anyway. they used to press records, though, man. I think way back in the day, man. Yes, when, well, when they was putting them on, on wax, homie. There you go, man. <laughs> All right, here Take we it go, all man. in, guys. And uh, we'll be right back. DudeGroves.com. You got it, man. There's someone growing over there Feeding his family while living with the fear Cause there's a lawman with a pen in his hand Telling us what we can and can't grow on our land Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down There's weed still burning in the bong It's our freedom we've been earning all along Good people opening their minds Getting so much resistance From the closed and unkind Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down In time the lies fall in defeat You can't deny Nature's truth in weed Laughing and feeling good inside Instead of buying Xanax Grow urban, get high Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Just light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Hey y'all, it's Scotty Real here talking about Recharge. And if you don't know, Recharge is my shotgun blast of organic goodness that takes the guesswork out of growing great herb. 
What makes Recharge unlike any other product in the store is my soil biology. Each gram of Recharge has over 400 million CFU of living soil bacteria that act like billions of tiny little stomachs, voraciously eating and delivering nutrients to the plant, all nicely wrapped up in this delicious organic package. The results are serious dank flavor and crazy strong and vigorous plants. And if you don't believe me, just ask Courtney. Doing this talk with this brother, yeah, is just highlighting the good essence of Recharge. Now that's what I'm saying. So go on over to realgrowers.com and check out Recharge. You'll be glad you did. They tried to take away my Recharge and I said no, no, no. Yes, I go the day that's just like money in the bank. I'm in the no, oh, oh. Come on and do yourself a favor. Grow some dangness that you can savor Cause I'm growing top shelf with Recharge The proof is in the smoke Recharge is a natural soil conditioner that takes the guesswork out of growing The secret is in the biology Recharge loads your soil up with organic beneficials that store and deliver nutrients to the plant as needed In traditional or organic gardening Recharge makes growing amazing quality simple the time to buy seven bottles when one's just fine. Why you try to take my recharge when you can get your own? What's up, everybody? Dropping, dropping science. We're back here. We got Jake on the line from Growmore, and Scotty's still there, I believe. Hello, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? What it do? Right. I just want to. I wanted to tell you, Jake. This is the first session here that I've been running mainly grow more additives other than i'll say i'm still got a little bit of my base nutrient that i rotate between uh soul synthetics and geo and other shit but man yeah. the additives are kicking ass i got the uh fuego jumpstart biocozyme encal um the mendocino honey i haven't mm-hmm. used the avalanche yet i'm still kind of hesitant but today we're going to learn more about tricantinol and jumpstart so, um, yeah, yeah man, cause that's, that's oh. something I've been using recently in the beginning. I was a little bit scared to jumpstart. It's, you know, geez, compared to other products it's not very expensive, but compared to other grow more products it's probably one of the more expensive ones y'all got. Yeah. I, so I, I'm, uh, you know, I was trying to foliar it and stuff like that. I remembered what you said about tricantinol and, uh, foliar applications of tricantinol being proved successful. So I started with that. And then, man, you were real generous. You sent us a few gallons of it. I just started using it uh, once a week. You know, added it to my once a week treat with some kelp and fish uh, and my recharge. And I'm seeing crazy healthy plants, man. Like uh, almost like a really deep green, kind of like uh, when I added a lot of silica to my plants. I got like a really deep, uh, like a thicker leaf and a deep green. I'm just seeing that same thing, and I'm loving it. And so I kind of got wanted to get you on the phone and and figure out what's going on there, man. What am I missing? Great. Well, um, yeah, that's good, dude, to hear that all the additives are working out for you well. You know, I think uh, part of the lineup is, is you can kind of supplement the enzyme. You can use biocozyme to supplement out maybe what somebody else is using if they're using a hygrozyme or sensizyme uh, sure. or whatnot. And, you know, the CalMag is obviously a really good price point. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, using the, the Jumpstart, and that's kind of a unique product. I can't really compare it to anything else in the market other than maybe saying it's like a Super Thrive combined with, like, certain elements, a can of Boost, um, yeah, that, without the oligosaccharides, and a couple other things. That's what happened to me is I started thinking to myself, well, I don't foliar Super Thrive. When I used to use Super Thrive, 
I would put it, you know, like maybe a mil per gallon in the reservoir, and it was right. like being on steroids, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was insane. Well, I'm curious there when Scotty's talking uh, foliar. We have uh, Costa Mesa Steve's a pretty big fan of it as well. I honestly have not foliar sprayed this product yet. I mean, I get so busy that, and my plants are just growing crazy. I'm like, man, I don't even, I don't want them to grow any quicker right now. So I just, I have my watering in regimen. Is there an advantage with Jumpstart between? foliar feeding it and um and and maybe we should back up a little bit scotty and as far as tricantinol i mean is this your tricantinol product and how i mean tricantinol is kind of new i think to indoor gardening and what we we're learning how to use it still and whatnot like what are its benefits and let's let's start a little with the basis there yeah i'll fire an easy yeah one yeah off. that's that's a good way to start and you know dude um when i had had an interview with scotty back in the beginning maybe like seven months ago on an old podcast you know we touched a little bit on on tricontinol and, and its effects and you know it's really been realized as a, a plant growth promoting substance for a number of different you know crops so there is research and studies that have been done on it that it's not just one of these new wow you pl- products that's coming on and we're just putting into our plants without really knowing the benefits side effects or any sort of detriment that might happen right um you know, I can say that overall, it's got a lot of benefits that we'll get into, um, and then we'll sandwich that with a couple of the negatives and, and how you can uh, avoid those in your feeding of it, and okay. then just kind of going on from there. So it really apply to the plant at any stage of growth. I know that a lot of farmers actually will soak their seeds in, in Jumpstart uh, in a real diluted mix um, that, are, that are doing it, and it really seems to help. But, I mean, people, people apply it on tomatoes until, you know, up to the harvest day. Um, it's try- really not it's not it, toxic at all. Is it a PGR? Are we safe to call tricantinol a plant growth regulator? No, it's it's uh I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it that. Okay. Um, you know, basically it's a fatty alcohol and you know, sometimes people call it melissal alcohol or mercurial alcohol. Um it's found in plant cuticle waxes and in beeswax, right? So typically it's extracted from alfalfa meal. It's a really tricky process to actually do it, uh, especially in the the beeswax version. Um it's not a PGR in the sense of a growth retardant like the uh you know, like a, a paclobutrazole or something would be. There's right. a number of different classes of plant growth regulators. I mean, there's certain like, and ingredients in, in seaweed that are plant growth regulators, right, which is why you have to be real careful with how sure. you word it because as soon as you talk about PGRs and plant growth regulators, that goes into usually states. Every state has an individual Department of Pesticide Regulation, DPR, and that's a lot different than the Department of Food and Ag who manufacture traditional uh, standard inputs, right? So... I'll start off by saying, you know, it's, it's basically a plant growth regulator, but it's in a subclass of growth stimulant, not a growth retardant, which is, makes it a little bit different. So obviously it's going to, you know, it's shown that it increases yields in a lot of plants. Um, most of those plants that they've checked are, you know, daisies, petunias, roses, fruit trees, and conifers, and cannabis, right? So they can benefit from the applications regardless of your growing style environmental conditions. So if you're running in rock wool, you're running in hydrogen, you're running it in soil, you're running in cocoa and smart pots, it's all, it's all going to help, <clears throat> except that, you know, different types of the plants will have different, you know, optimum dosage rates of the trichondal. And so um, a couple basic metabolic processes that are really, excuse me, important in plants, you know, with photosynthesis, nutrient uptake, enzyme activity is, it's really been shown that that affects, that affects it in a positive way. Now, and 
let's say you've got uh, salt toxicity in your media, um, you are in an area, you know, especially in Colorado, that's real cold and you're having a hard time keeping your room really warm. Um, uh, if you have, you know, CO2 and light deprivation, possibly it's been shown the triconal to, to somewhat alleviate the negative effects of those stress induced by those things I just mentioned. Um, a couple other benefits, obviously it's going to, um, increase water and nutrient uptake. Uh, it's, it helps with its, you know, carbon dioxide fixation. And, um, at the end of the day, it, it's been shown to, God, what, what was it? I'm trying to think. It's the essential oil content of the plants, not relative to like trichome density, but just overall oil content. Uh, and it showed that it increased it. Um, real quick though, we talked about foliar a little bit, you know, triconal in general, when it's applied to, uh, to, it was applied foliarly to tomato plants, showed a significant increase in the total yield and yield per plant. Um, when it was added to the growth media as a root zone application, only a temporary increase in yield and number of the fruits was observed. So in that study with the tomato plants, it showed that the foliar application blew it out as albeit when it was applied as a root zone, uh, drench, it didn't have the same effect in that same trial. Now that's a lot like uh, I know with, with kelp. There's a huge foliar benefits to it as well. It's really it's got those you know plant growth. I don't know what you'd call them. I wouldn't want to call them PGRs, but plant growth stimulants. I'll call them. And well, maybe- plant kelp products have a lot of hormones, amino acids, um, other beneficial. Let's call them plant growth elements. There you go. And yeah. and yeah, but I mean, you add that just a tiny bit of kelp to a foliar spray, and man, you see results from it. Well, yeah, I mean, the con- it contains carbohydrates, minerals, trace elements, you know, these complex polysaccharides uh, and, and the growth hormones of, of cytokines and auxins, they're all at different levels. And I think when we have another drop in science, I think we should just really talk about kelp products. I know that's something we wanted to get into. And so the next uh, next week when I get on the horn with you guys, let's talk about kelp products and how all those, um, I guess what we'll just call them beneficial plant growth elements, so they're not, you know, in a, a class of, uh, you know, uh, growth stimulants um, or PGRs, and and kind of go go into how that works. But, yeah, um, yeah. Can I say the word gibberellins then? <laughs> yeah, gibberellins. Yeah. So basically, there's a lot of different kinds of gibberellins. The, the gibberellic acid. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to get you start? started, man. I was just kidding, man. <laughs> uh, well, gibberellic acid is actually you know naturally contained within seaweed, but uh, the difference between saying you go online and get GA3 because there's a number of different you know gibberellic acids which the GA stands for you know GA1, two, all the way right. through. However, the number three is the one that's been you know shown to be the most effective in in, in in many research studies, what guys do is they get, you know, gibberellic acid GA3 online from Europe or from China, and then they try to apply it to their plants and they can fry them. The difference is, is the GA3 that's in seaweed, the plant's taking up what it wants. Um, it's almost like the steroid argument. Um, I'm not sure if I made this argument before on that, but, you know, if you try to do a cycle, your body can't shut off that testosterone production and the human body's going to take up all, uh, take it all up. Um, however, if maybe you're taking creatine or there's like testosterone inducing supplements that are separate, you know, your body can create more of it inside, but your body's going to create what it wants in an optimum level for it and it's not going to create an unsafe or unhealthy level. That's kind of what's happening when you apply these synthetic PGRs um, without, with just indiscriminately without actually looking at it from like, well, hey, my plant can't shut off its uptake of this. Well, when you use seaweed, it can. So that's where it, it gets kind of tricky. But um, right. well, again, me, kind of getting off topic, but yeah. So. Yeah, let me, let me back up just a little. I'm going to be the guy that chimes in and just does the quick in summary. So far with Tricantinol and or the Jumpstart product, I get with what it does for plants overall is just a lot of good shit throughout all growth phases and oh, you're deep man Take per, deep, yes man. per the t- i mean because that's just when i when you get into reading about tricantinol and stuff there's so many different 
attributes to how it benefits the plant. And per the tomato study, right now I guess all of us are agreeing that the most advantageous way to use is as a foliar spray is what we've seen in results, correct? Hang on. I got that was a study that was done in the 80s. Um, oh, uh, shit. You know, I've got – I should start sending you guys some, some articles that I pretty much cite all my stuff um, from. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately um, – yeah, the, the 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 most of the research is is back from then. We've got a couple of tri you know tricontinol regulation and growth in, in like 2010 and 11. That we've got some more recent stuff, which is great. Um, but you know, ultimately, we talked a lot about the good. I just want to kind of do the sandwich theory and talk a little bit about the bad and what you need to watch out for, and then we'll get yeah. back to finishing off with Bring good. Um, you know, there's only a few. Okay, the known side effects for myself between me and what I discuss with other growers is, you know, using trichotinol too late in the plant's life cycle creates the extra white hairs. The ripening doesn't necessarily, somehow within the plant, the ripening phase doesn't exactly work how Mother Nature intended. So a lot of guys really like pushing it really hard towards the end because it starts doing the castling and some stacking. Um, for me, that creates a flower that doesn't necessarily look ideal as a, per- as a per- personal taste. Yeah. Um, but other guys like it for the yield increase. And other guys will say that they, they like the yield increase, but they don't like the fact of the extra white hairs that are coming out or that doesn't bother them. But then other guys say, you know, I feel like when I use my scope and I try to check it out when it's supposed to be finished and I know this is finished, it doesn't really seem finished. So it can actually prolong the life cycle of a plant a little bit longer and it won't help to ripen as much. You just blew Um, my mind, man, because I'm having that, man. I've got a, you know, a 70, 68 days. I'm into a 60 day strain and I'm still, you know, I mean, it's just now finishing, man. No amber yet, just starting to cloud up. And I do have a lot of white hairs, and I'm wondering what you know what uh, the difference is this time. And I'm thinking, yeah, I did use Jumpstart in the reservoir consistently. Well, it's not a problem about using it consistently as long as you're cutting it off. Like, you know, per- personal preference for me is about three weeks prior to, to harvest. I kind of like cut it out when I start using Avalanche, and not that Avalanche has any of it in it, but you know, let's say you're running a nine weeker, like a, a sixty. Let's say you're running like a 63-dayer. You know, I pretty much after week five, you know, week six through nine, the last four weeks, kind of just pull it out. Um, unless you have a, you know, again, I'll, I'll put the caveat is, you know, um, had a guy, I hate, hate repeating myself, but I'm not sure if I told this story, had a guy that had a, a show his uh, mini splits were all on a separate breaker. And what happened was, was they tripped over the weekend when he left. He had an automated recirculating feed system. So he came back and it was just like, you know, 110 degrees in there. Everything was like almost dead. He was man. freaking out. He didn't know what to do. His partner's like, man, then we just wasted the whole round. Well, and have a high down shutdown, man. That's all you need. Well, you know, I can you know little, this is actually for two years ago, dude, but, uh, okay. Uh, around then, but I'm pretty sure this was just like, uh, you know, one of those things where they never ran into issues with doing it for years. Well, yeah, he got a gallon for me, and on the on the the dilution rate, it has a like a revival application of a tablespoon per gallon, fifteen mils, right? And since it was free to him, he said, "Well, let's just you know, let's just try it and see what happens." Well, anyways, they used the uh, they used the fifteen mil dilution rate, and uh, they said it was like nothing they'd ever seen. I only saw some after pictures, not before. I wish they would have had some before, but um, you know, at that at that state, you know, in week seven or whenever it was in the nine weeker they had. Um, 
that was okay to obviously use it at that point. But any beyond trying to like help your plants thrive or to re, re you know add life into your plants that are really hurting, I don't really think you should use it past week five. So I see that here on the bottle, reviving. I like it. Helps put new life into older plants or stress plants not doing well. So I used to call BS on a lot of products like that's just their quarter strength, um, you know, nutrient solution as far Wait. as a. Uh, you used Help. to call BS like on the Super Thrive bottle. You'd call BS on that. No, there's some of the products out there that would be called like Help or <laughs> actually, I think Revive is the name of a product from somebody. Sure. But regardless, sure. um, I can tell what this this how this product is like. I don't want to call it murky. To me, it almost smells like something I'd put on a steak. But um, yeah. I did want to ask you, what's up with the? I don't see a lot of mushroom compost as well as barley meal is on the derived from. Yeah, you mean the what it's what's in contained in Jumpstart? Well, yeah. As far as a, well, I'll just break it down real quick. As far as derived from kelp meal, barley meal, alfalfa meal, mushroom compost, bat guano, and then some iron EDTA and zinc EDTA. The mushroom compost and barley meal I usually don't see on derived from ingredients on on uh, products. And I was products curious, in general, right? Yeah. Yeah, and what you're getting from that. Well, the, the thing about Jumpstart that I really like that you bring up a good point is elements back into like a mostly synthetic mix and blend. You know, with the whole thing with Jumpstart and with the Avalanche, too, is I'm trying to mimic uh, somewhat what's going on in the root zone in nature, right? So right. all these things that are naturally occurring, the reactions that plants get from those various elements you just described is essentially triggering a certain metabolic process within, and it's almost... Um, for, for me, increasing, um, you know, uh, scent, aroma, um, you know, ultimately essential oil concentration, you know, just things that sometimes I've had guys running totally sterile runs. We talked about this last time about sterility or not. And, um, you know, I just see there's no nose on anything. There's not very much, you know, crystal and trichome development. So what those elements in Jumpstart are there to use is to hopefully, you know, kick up the uh, the SAR, the uh, you know the systemic acquired resistance, which triggers the plant's defense mechanisms. Which boom, it says, "Oh, I'm being attacked." And what happens is, is it you know firms up everything that the plant's supposed to be doing. All the parent qualities of your genetics are going to come out a lot more when you kick in that response. Now, foliar spraying seaweed at twenty twenty six percent concentration seaweed is going to do that same you know PGR like SAR systemic acquired resistance response in the plant and that's just really helping to to do that um so yeah you really don't see those things in a lot of ways because it's really hard to keep them stable in solution with with shelf life with other elements um you know i the unfortunate thing is for labeling you're only allowed to put b1 vitamin on on the label however it can contain you know various you know different elements and the study at the university of oregon had shown that b1 vitamin by itself wasn't actually really helpful in, in creating a root you know root mass so there was there's a product out there that um, claims it's like a, a B1 supplement. There's a couple other B supplements. And, um, sure. you know, B1 by itself really isn't going to do anything for your root zone. It's just all a placebo effect for your mind. Jumpstart has B1, B2, B3, B5, and B6. And, you know, the B1 and B2, I can tell you, for all those elements, we have 17 milligrams per liter of a vitamin B complex in there. You know, there's five specific amino acids in Jumpstart that are specifically, you know, um, I'm not going to give any of those up, but uh, of the 20 L aminos that are free-forming, we have five specific ones that are in Jumpstart. So Jumpstart's very much a sniper approach kind of product. The same with Avalanche, the specific aminos that are in Avalanche is a sniper approach. The Fuego is what I call the <laughs> shotgun approach sniper because, it's, you know, you got all 20 in there, so you're, you're hitting them all, all angles. 
But um, just to jump real quick back, I know we talked a little bit about the negative effects with the the ripening issues uh-huh. that possibly come using too late. But um, another one, if you hit them really hard, um, it can suppress certain defense mechanisms that help you know ward off insect infestation. So um, certain proteinase, uh, which is an enzyme inhibitors that are a main defense mechanism against these insects uh, infestations in plants, the the triconal use suppresses the production of those. Um, and often it's not noticeable, but I'm not suggesting applying it to any plants that are having issues with a real active bug infestation. Yeah, I've seen people go and uh, buy just a tricantinol powder, you know, kelp for less or something like that. They just sell the straight up powder. And uh, I'm scared of shit of that stuff, man. I mean, I don't want to just be taking some, just a powder that they can uptake all that they want. I mean, that sounds dangerous to me. It is, and you know the cooking the cooking process. I got to be honest with you. Try to look up and how if you if anyone wants to Google research on how to extract triconal from alfalfa meal, like the cooking way, it almost looks like you're running a mess. lab to get it at this right temperature and extract this and pull that out. It's definitely a fine science and is is one that's not you know for any kind of amateur or or, or whatnot. So the quality of the triad that comes out that you get or you know overseas or wherever you buy it, um, you know I'd be interested to see. Uh, first, what it's extracted from, their extraction process, its concentration. And again, we talked a little bit about what it was. You know, it's um, it's a molecular alcohol, so it's not a dissolved solid PPM. So it's really hard. People say, oh, how many how many PPMs of that's in that product? It's like, well, that's not a, that's like a loaded question. You know, it's not necessarily a fair uh, statement to say, oh, I'm using three PPMs of the, the triconal, et cetera. Wow. Um, sure. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, Besides that, known side effects, obviously, um, you know, it's best to apply it to the foliage just based on the studies. You know, I think that people like Jumpstart used as a root zone application because all the other stuff that's in it with the B vitamins, the vitamin C, the amino acids, those couple chelated micronutrients you talked about, and then all those organic elements, that's the real benefit of putting it in the root zone. But again, using it as a foliar spray, um, you know, ends up really, um, helping and you know for me using it as a foliar you probably just need it at like three mils a gallon not even that much it's extremely concentrated product so as you mentioned scotty you know it is the most expensive product we have but it is because it's one of the most uh um, complex formulas we have similar to the fuego it's kind of priced the same way and the extraction process for it it's just a it's a real costly product you know yeah and compare it to any other you know watered down fertilizer product at the store and it's pretty damn cheap to be honest so you know, right yeah and I, I, I think say. throughout the feed schedule it's pretty much you know like one in cuts two mils in veg three mils at the beginning of bloom push it up to four and then five and that's only to uh you know really inc- increase the the, the benefits at the, at the right stage, you know, uh, timing is everything for our plants because they're short life cycles. So right around weeks four and five, you want to get it right where it's its peak flower production and it's pretty much doing all the girth and main size building and, and creating its nodes and sites. So, you have uh, a whole chart for this, don't you? You've hooked a couple of our listeners up that have uh, emailed you directly with a, uh, you've got a really nice chart because I've been told that uh, people have been following it to the T and I haven't, real I great seen results. This. I haven't seen this or heard of it. I need a chart. I was just going to start to ask about how or tell you how I use it. And if you prefer, I'm using it kind of as a once a week hit all throughout veg and flower. Is it more advantageous to use it every, you know, watering lighter or how do you like to use it? I think you're just getting into that. Yeah, you know, ultimately, 
Um, it kind of, you know, your plants can respond to you. Some guys like to use a lighter every feed. If you want to hit it once a week, you know, you can totally do it three mils, three mils, week one, two, four mils, week three, five mils, five mils, week four and five, and then two mils all throughout veg. Um, some guys just say, no, I just run it three mils the whole way through, even in veg, you know, some guys say, oh, I just use it at one mil a gallon. And it seems to be that the benefit's kind of there. A lot of guys, that I speak to, it's not necessarily trying to get them dialed in with their feed because they're already what I consider experts and I've already maximized their, their plant yield potential. It's more about increasing their quality. So again, jumpstart besides being helping your plant thrive, you know, accelerating your leaf stem and root growth. Um, it's really just a quality enhancer, just like Mendocino avalanches. So, you know, being a biological plant stimulator and, and activating all this plant cell uh, proliferation is really utilizing your, your uh, rhizosphere microorganism pathway. And again, that's essentially where all the mineral nutrients are supplied. And when those are supplied properly, it can strongly affect your root growth, which is why those B vitamins in that conjunction with vitamin C, the specific amino acid, is really um, knock it out. And again, you, you mentioned it, dude. It's a real unique combination of all those uh, elements, the growth factors, the amino acids, the vitamins, and... Um, and you do have a feed, uh, do you have like a, a grow more feed chart or two that you... Yeah, I have a grow more feed chart for the recirculating systems and a drain to waste. A lot of the guys say, you know, your drain to waste systems seems like the PPMs are kind of low. And again, that's just because um, a lot of guys in soil will fry their plants a lot. They don't realize that the cation exchange capacity, the CEC within soil and cocoa is so different. So some guys do drain to waste in cocoa and they can hit their plants so much harder than somebody that's running a five-gallon container of ocean forest or something else, you know, so... Um, the way that the nutrients are taken up and, and held on within the media. So ultimately, um, you know, that's a benefit. Again, guys that are hitting their plants really hard with a lot of salt, the jump starts great, as we just talked about earlier, because the trichomal really helps um, uh, alleviate some of the negative effects of the stress induced by that salt toxicity, you know? Sure. Actually, I just happened to have a feed chart. If it was a snake, it would have bit me right here. Grow more drain to waste feed chart. And what it shows is, you. St- yeah, you like my uh, my little where southernisms there? Where are you from? Man? If it was a snake, it would have bit me. It would have bit me, man. <laughs> where am I? A Grammy from that's what you got. Oh, Any, right. Anyway, um, so seedlings, I'm at one mil root, rooted cuts at one mil, bumping it up to two mils during grow, up to three mils during the first week of bloom, and then it ends by week about week five of bloom five. at five. Yeah, mils. and then the, and yeah. the, the dilution rate, the drain to waste schedule, and the the recirculating. The only differences really is the the dilution rate on the three part, um, a little bit of the fulvic acid, um. You know, uh, the cow mag's a little bit different, just very slightly um, in in the drain to waste. And other than that, besides that, the, the jump starts the same. Uh, I think the uh, the recirculating and drain to waste is different for seaweed, but jump start is one of those couple products that uh, is actually the same throughout, what, no, no matter what system you're using. So it's real easy for for uh, for users. Now I know you only you got only a few more minutes. I want to see one more question here that's kind of deep. Uh, you mentioned PPMs earlier. I haven't measured PPMs in a couple years at least. You know, I'm kind of, I mean, granted, I've been using Recharge. I think that's a huge buffer for me. And most mm-hmm. of the products I use aren't salt-based. And all your additives, from what I can tell, I'm not using any of your bases. It's not really, I mean, they're organic, natural, synthetic-based, a little bit of it. Nothing seems to be like that it would be, is it that reliable to measure PPMs with your, your additives? As far as using the the amber fulvic or whatever, and all you know, the fuego and cozyme, I don't picture these yeah, no, PPM I mean, we, products we, in my mind. 
Yeah, most of these things aren't going to raise your PPMs. Like the Jumpstart, to be honest, the only PPMs you're really getting in that are from those uh, vitamins, a little bit from the amino acids, and, and the levels of nitrogen, iron, copper, zinc, manganese, and the vitamin B complex in it are, are so low and significant. It's, we're talking single digits. So you use that 15 mil revived dose, you're going to raise your PPMs by maybe 25 maybe 40, you know, if you're using the regular dose on the feed chart, you're raising your PPMs by maybe 15 at most at the maximum application of five mils. Right. So, um, I wouldn't say, Oh yeah, you got to check your PPMs, but you know, at the end of the day, electrical conductivity is kind of important just to see where you're at. And, and obviously at certain stages of a plant's life, our plant's life, I think that, um, it's, it's kind of vital to have them, you know, hit the hardest at this point And then, Hey, you just use your eyes to tell that, man. I just look at the plant, and it says, right now I want 15 mils, buddy. So. <laughs> hey, if, you, you know, if you're pushing it and you're frying it, obviously, you know, you, you, you remember, you wrote down exactly what you, you fed. Um, uh, ultimately, that's why, you know, using a, a grow journal is so important, so you can kind of see, especially if you don't measure. I mean, even if you are measuring your PPMs, you know, see, oh, I just noticed a little bit of uh, burnt tip growth on my on my new my new hairs. Okay, well, you got to pull it back a little bit. You know, I got a uh, somebody using the Grow Buddy calculator that that seems to be really good. You know, there's a lot of things and apps out there now that you can use that help you uh, maintain your garden and kind of see where you're at. And what I'm ultimately trying to do from a drop in science perspective on my end is. I'm working with the like the Grow Buddy calculator to say, hey, here's my feed that I'm going to put in. I'm going I did three mils of CalMag, you know, two mils of JumpStart, five mils of Honey, and I want to go across the board too to figure it out for other companies, assuming that their guaranteed analysis are actually what's in the product. And I'm using, you know, uh, Silica Blast from from another company. I'm going to use a different, uh, you know. Um, fulvic acid from this company, well, what I want to do elemental parts per million wise is say, okay, well, if you're using five mils of CalMag at a 3% calcium, 2.2% magnesium in solution, you're adding, this is totally random, 81 parts per million of calcium and 37 parts per million of magnesium. So you kind of have a breakdown at the end of the day. You don't even need to check your PPMs, but this calculator will actually show you exactly what you're feeding your plants and what it should add up to be. What is that? A Grow Buddy calculator? Is it an app or something? Or yeah, if you go on GrowBuddy.com, I'm just working with them recently. They're just okay. getting kind of underway. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a cool. This is going to check out, and I'm I'm working to add all the the elemental parts per million to all the products. So hopefully, people can just go in there, punch in their feed, and then essentially it'll show them parts per million what it it should be. So um, it'll, it'll it'll just tell me how many glugs I need to pour out of the jug into the reservoir. Yeah, right. Glug glug. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, ultimately, you know, the Jumpstart's a great product. Um, we obviously said you can use it in all different kinds of applications. The real benefit for yield increase that was shown in the studies was done, obviously, with the foliar spray. But again, I think there's so much benefits. Uh, and, you know, when it was used as a um, the, the, tro- the control group in that, um, I think it increased the total yield by 12%, and the number of, like, fruits, uh, the tomatoes on it, were about 25% compared to the control group. When they use a root drench, I think it increased the total yield by about 6%, so it still increased it, and the number of fruits by only about 3 So, again, foliar spraying initially, um, the first throughout veg and the first two weeks of flowering is going to be critical to increase your flower and fruit set um, and hopefully increase your yield. But I'm suspecting that you're getting that tricanthinol benefit through the foliar applications, but I'm seeing a definite benefit from putting it in a root zone. So I'm thinking that I'm getting benefits of, of some of those B vitamins and some of the other things you got in there when I put it in the root zone. 
Well, I think that's exactly the point. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's it's an all-in-one, like just a great product for for everything. And we we know the micronutrients that we have in there are all have their own function. I mean, I don't need to get into it, but you know, iron enhances oxygen transportation within the plants and is critical for chlorophyll. I think manganese is uh, nitrogen metabolism and some kind of carbohydrate utilization. Um, you know, zinc obviously for root growth, cell division, and cell elongation. So. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you've got a lot of stuff going on in there. The benefits from foliar are going to be seen mostly in veg in the first two weeks of flower. Again, that was to to really help um, uh, the the fruiting the the flowering sites, the fruiting sites, and and uh, just be uptaken in to the plant. So, at the Hell end yeah, of the day, it's, it's it's a great it's, it's a great product. Um, you know, I think the best time to apply any products to the foliage of your plants is beginning of the night cycle to really allow minimum evaporation of it. So, you know, you people say, oh, just do it right when the lights come on or the lights come off. I don't really like a lights come on idea only because uh, they're evaporating pretty quick when the lights come on. That water droplet is like a, a microscope um, to possibly, you know, burn your plant. So ultimately, I like waiting, doing it right before the lights go out and then lights are off. You've got a whole long period of time, the leaves are dry, and uh, you know, for guys that are growing outdoors, spray it on at night when there's really little wind. So ultimately, the higher the humidity, the longer the spray will stay on the leaves, and the better the penetration through the leaf cuticles will be. So that's why, obviously, spraying right before your lights go off. A lot of people run into humidity. Like the higher the humidity for the you know uh, plants is usually overnight. The higher the humidity, the more the stomata opens, so they're actually able to take it up, and you're not wasting your money. Guys that spray in the middle of the day, besides it being really bad for for uh, you know, the, the reasons of burning your plant because of those little magnifying glasses. The stomatas are pretty much closed because the humidity is the most low, most likely in your room when all your, where your light's on and, you're in, and it's all going. Uh, sure. Before. So sure. that's my little, my little quick tip feel on that. Spray when your lights the, go off. That's the first time you said, you know, that, that it's actually convinced me to do it though. <laughs> you know, I like it. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, let's tell people straight up guys. If you, I mean, like the drop in science, go over to realgrowers.com. I think Scotty, you got, um, the jump start kicking believe, over there. Absolutely, great. man. We got gallons and quarts of it, man. For great, way to su- great way to support the show and get a hell of a product kicking in your garden, too. So It's also uh, on Amazon, too, man. Straight up on Amazon, a real grower's Amazon store. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the harder products to find because uh, the major distributors were with BWGS, Sunlight, Hydro Farm. Uh, they don't actually have it. They can special order it, but it's kind of a pain. So, you know, I know that Real Growers is a good supporter. Uh, you guys have that available. And like you said, search on Amazon, wherever you can, you can definitely find it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be coming to a store near you and it'll be a little more w- widespread once we get some more consumer demand. You know, at the end of the day, to get grow more products in your store, you just got to tell your store owner, hey, why don't you carry this? And then it starts raising questions and they, they call me, I drop science, blow their mind, and then they carry it for you. Yeah, our crew is inadvertently doing that. I asked them to go do that with Recharge, and they're bringing Recharge and Mendo Avalanche and the, the whole suite of products in there, man. So awesome. Really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, dude, I got to get you on Avalanche. That's like the number one stunna winner from the whole lineup that uh, you know really is unique in the whole market. One product of the year at Sunlight's show a couple of years back. And, oh, uh, I'm, I'm on Avalanche. I actually, no, I didn't say Scotty. I oh. said the dude. Well, oh, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit that next time. I'll, I'll write my yeah, we like, will. Three, gonna... three specific questions. I know we've gotten into it before, but I got a, a few concerns. Yeah, so, okay. Threw, I'm, I'm here to quell those. I threw a butt <laughs> at the dude and it left a mark, man. That's how hard no good shit was, man. Exactly. Damn. Some of my concerns. Anyway, word guys, 
uh, let's wrap up the drop in science. Um, glad you came right back on, man, and hope looking forward to the next time. We got all kinds of shit I want to talk about. Grow more's uh, base nutrients, the dry powders a little more as well, kelp, et cetera. Cool. I mean, there's never never something to not talk about, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm yeah you know, for me, I'm obviously, you know, a, a grow more man because I work here. But again, I'm just interested in your listeners learning more about kelp, learning more about amino acids, learning more about fulvic acids, humates, their effects on plants, you know, whatever products, again, out there that you use. Unfortunately, our industry doesn't have the greatest transparency when it comes to concentration of these various elements in their solutions. But, um, you know, if they can just understand what they're putting on their plants more, that's really my goal. And at the same time, you know, I work for a company that's been around 100 years that offers real high quality value products, you know, efficacy plus price. Uh, obviously, being the manufacturer, we don't have to tax a bunch of points to get to the end user. So that's where our products may be a little bit cheaper, but not to say that their quality is any less than any of the other big boys. No so way. That's my deal. You're just not getting overcharged, man, to put it non-politically correct. Well, I'm a one-man army. We don't have a huge sample budget or staff all across the country that I have to pay, so I can understand why the other companies have to get a little bit more for it because they got all these guys out there running vendor days, and I'm just kind of handling it. But, hey, dropping science segment, talking to your listeners, it's a great part of my day. I really get stoked on it, and I'm just glad that uh, your listeners are there and they're absorbing it all in, and you guys are bringing the message to the people. You're awesome. All right. All right, guys. You guys have a great New Year. You too. Thank you, Jake. Much appreciated, man. You as well. Don't party too hard, brother. I'm going to try not to. <laughs> you can party. If there's one night you should party hard, it's probably New Year's. I take probably. that back. Got some sparkling cider. There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, brother. Be good. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Newgrove.com. Marijuana in my soul. Marijuana in my heart. Alright guys, what's up? We're back today. I don't know, it might be a little lonely. It's just me without without Mr. Real, but I do have a good listener here, Drake. Drake out in uh, Ohio. How you doing, man? Good, man. How's it going? Top notch. Uh, he, Drake emailed us about, you know, you guys, we got to talk a little bit more LED. Uh, and I also like the fact that we're mixing up the show where I've gotten, you know, complaints before about Make sure you go into basic grow talk. It can't just be all advanced. And so I like going all over the board. Um, LEDs, I, I've used one before. I don't know, Drake, if you've seen the uh, man for a while, they're really pushing that. It's called like the UFO. And it was a 90-watt, you know, circular um, LED. And a lot of companies kind of privately branded it and cl- put different claims to fame to it. But I got my hands on one of those, and I used it in an all-red and some T5 lighting, and it didn't do bad. I didn't stick with it because I didn't need it, but what's your growing situation that has you using LED? Well, uh, yeah, I, I have seen that one, and I've actually thought about using, like, 
that's one of the ones I've thought about for supplemental lighting for my LED. But uh, mm-hmm. like right now, my setup's uh, just a cabinet, um, not too big, like four foot by like two foot deep, mm-hmm. and it's two chambers. And I mean, but the LEDs, they're they're both spectrums. It's got like how it is. There's a set for uh, veg, which is like totally blue spectrum, and then you flip it on um, whenever you flip them over for uh, for flower, and it's just more of that redder spectrum. So like the, the LED light you have has two. It's it has like a switch. You're saying like you can have to, a spectrum either for veg or bloom, or it's all in there. Yeah. At once. Well, yeah, it's all like in there. Um, it's like all the same light and everything. It's just like. There's pretty much just one switch for bloom, one switch for ve- for veg, and it's literally labeled that. It's almost dummy proof. <laughs> Can you fire up both switches? That's what I try to do. Just get it all right. Actually, yeah, that, that's actually what I'm what I'm testing right now. Because uh, my last run, I did for bloom. I only did the red spectrum, and this time I'm trying both. Which I think it'll be a lot what, uh, better. Yeah, because I mean, what, what's it what's it gonna hurt? More light, more spectrum, and as as you guys heard, I mean, Drake's in a cabinet, so this is where LED lighting uh, applies. You're not, typically not hanging any HID lighting in a cabinet. Even T5 lighting gets pretty darn hot. So, I mean, do you actively have to exhaust this cabinet to keep LEDs create heat, too, of course? Or, I mean, how is your heat situation in the cabinet? You know, it's uh, it's actually, it's never, heat has never even been an issue. It's it, Like, it has an exhaust. But it's more uh, just for stealth reasons, like mm-hmm. so it can scrub the air. It's got like a charcoal filter and all that. But um, yeah, this one, I, I honestly couldn't imagine growing with HPS or metal halide or anything like that because I would stress out so much about the heat issues alone. Like I mean, there's other issues that I run into, but like, I mean, not. I mean, to throw heat on top of that, that'd be terrible. But, like, that's one thing that I do say that I am blessed. Like, I've never had to worry about heat. Right now, it's at a constant, like, 68 at night and usually anywhere from 72 to about 79 during the day. It just depends on the ambient temperature. I like it. I like it. Do you use CO2 in there, too, or no? What's that? Do you use uh, type uh, CO2 enrichment at all in there? No, I haven't started playing around with that, but that's something I've... uh. I've wanted to get my hands into, but I mean, I, unfortunately I, I, I invested in the LED, so I couldn't invest in much else. I mean, on the smaller scale, if you're not exhausting that cabinet that much due to heat, just hook up with one of those. I mean, I use one in my little eight bulb T5 veg room, uh, the, the exhale bag, CO2. It's like that mushroom compost in a bag. They last, I don't know, a month and a half or two at least typically. And I measure it with the CO2 meter and I see them adding anywhere from like 200 to 300 parts per million in CO2, which is pretty sweet in a small space. You know, there's no equipment involved. You don't have to plug anything in. You just set it on top of, uh, I mean, if you could on top of your T5, but you probably have vents up there and that's that T5, or I mean that LED fixture. But think about that. It definitely will help out a little bit in the environment. Yeah, that's what I, I've actually, uh, I was listening to your show earlier today. I was re-listening to an episode and, one of the guys said that he, I think, yeah, um, they said that they just, like, put it in the back of a fan instead of, like, putting it anywhere else because that, distribu- like, distributes it better. Mm-hmm. And I've actually, like, that's what I was thinking about doing on my next run. But, yeah. 
How many uh, how many can, harvests are you have you gotten out of your your cabinet so far? This will be my fourth. So okay. so you're definitely a believer, like because you keep using it. Do you have like do you have a yield report of any sort you could give us? I mean, yeah, because like, well, it's different because um, it, it's more because I get to the point where I mean, it's in a cabinet, so space is all space is always going to be an issue. But, yeah. Like how I. How I do it is, like, start them in just root cubes and half-gallon bags during veg and then transplant them again when you switch them over to bloom into two-and-a-half-gallon pots. So that gives you an idea right there. Like, nothing's going to be crazy, but but I talked to the company and, like, the cabinet company, the uh, cabinet grow, and they said the most they've ever really heard is about, uh, I think it was eight ounces per harvest. And I'm averaging, like, an ounce of plant, which is, I mean, perfect for me because I'm not trying to load it up with a whole lot of everything. Yeah. But I, it's still perfect enough for personal use, like, more than because... Yeah, mean, that's what's yeah. awesome. There's so many growers, um, I shouldn't say so many, but it, there's a lot of different arenas, and everybody's like, dude, how much weight can you get? How many pounds per light and all that? When, in reality, I've said before in the show, too, even I had a friend that used a four-bulb, a uh, four-foot T5 fixture, which is 200 watts of T5 lighting, and it was fine for his personal use. It's, I mean, it worked. It, I mean, it's just all these nice little flowers only right on top, and you definitely got to keep the canopy trimmed up. But when you can have such something with low power consumption that supplies your personal need of quality on top of that, I love it. I mean, that's the way I think the future is going to go as more states keep becoming legal and these people are, you know, some people only don't grow in their closet because they still have that, you know, the fear, the fear of being raided or whatever, or the neighbors finding out. I, I'd love to see more of these micro grows set up for personal use. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, uh, actually, like, I, I'm more quality over quantity because, uh, I don't know, that's, I mean, even right down to my beer, that's how I am. Yeah. But, like, I've noticed with LED, it is, way smoother uh usually finishes a little bit sooner so like whenever i buy seeds or anything like that because i because i mean i'm in ohio i i haven't been fortunate to get a like enough to get a clone from anybody but um yeah like everything always comes out smoother and healthier all the way through like i never really have any deficiencies and it's always way frostier than it says it's going to be and I mean, everything always comes out like a little different than it says. And everybody that I've always that I always show pictures to or show the cabinet to, they always say, "Yeah, everything looks really healthy and stuff like that." And I mean, I mean, I've never, I haven't lost one yet. So you're reminding me yeah. of uh, not too far away times that you know people in Colorado got to remember because you just said I mean, you're not even having any luck finding a cut. You know, you kind of got to be in the network, right? In a, in some of these states that are still pretty far behind because i mean here it's like okay i want to get some new genetics and then i cross like six seven eight names through my head who's got this oh cool you know and just make a phone call totally legal i'm gonna come get a cut cool man like that does stink to have to have limits on uh or not even limits but just hard access to it's a genetics and um, seeds you oh man you wouldn't you wouldn't believe like that's why like Everything I do, I have to, like, plan it out, like, and, like, right now what I'm running is free seeds from a, from a company that I, like, ordered from, 
And, I mean, they're just feminized free seat. And that's another thing, actually, because I grow in a cabinet. I can't even risk buying regular seeds. I have to buy feminized. Or I agree with that. I, I do the same thing, feminized and or autos. Because, and I wouldn't even, yeah, unless you have more real estate, which is pretty valuable for growing, keeping a mom and that kind of thing can be a pain in the ass, too. you got to keep, like, a bonsai mom, you know? Um, yeah, so that's, that's exactly Good point as far as uh, I like feminized seed. I still I just planted a bunch uh, yesterday, and they they all six out of seven pop up beautifully, even pretty close phenotypes between them, and I'm down because I I haven't I, I still have like one cut. I keep my island sweet skunk. I I let that cut go, but got it back, and I'm like, man, I got to keep that around. Because you get your network of friends and people used to a certain strain, and when it goes away, they're like, damn, like you don't have any of that anymore? But I do like the variety, right? Variety's always good. A lot of flavors out there. That's Yeah, that's one thing, too, because uh, nobody, I don't know anybody. Like, I mean, I know people that grow, but I don't know anybody that actively does it just because, I mean, of the state that I'm in. But, like, I'll, I'll notice, like, when I, when I like, after about a month or so after I harvest, or actually, like, after curing and all that, I uh, actually hit up some friends, and I don't even say, like, hey, uh, you want to buy some? I'll just say, like, hey, uh, you want to swap? Like, just because, like, I mean, you want to mix it or change things up. Cause, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. if you wanted to check out um, cabinetgrow.com, actually, you said these guys had some pretty awesome customer service. I see as I'm on their site, immediately they got these need help live chat things popping up, which is pretty cool. And uh, how long? You've had it for a year now as a warranty on it? Like you haven't had any issues with it so far? Well, no. That's that's the thing, actually, uh, like that I was so surprised about. Because, I mean, yeah, you go to, like, grow shops and hydro shops, but, like, they don't know exactly what you have. But, like, with Cabinet Grow... Like, they know exactly what you have. They they know me by name. Like, and it's not even because I call in so often. It's just, like, they're they're like that. And if, like, one person doesn't have the answer for you, they're going to, like, lead you up to, the, like, the master grower as it, like, gets to. And they're going to have an answer for you. Like, when, when I say, like, their customer service is, like, outstanding, I am not even exaggerating at all. It is – it blows me away. Like, there was one That's time – That's awesome. They were – no, they they were at a uh, that, like I think HempCon in Seattle, and like I had something going on with my plants, and I just emailed them about it. It wasn't even that serious, and it was on a weekend. And within two hours, they got back to me. Like they called me from like their home phone numbers, and like it was like w- one of the like train trainer guys, and like they got back to me and everything like that. And like I was so surprised. Like they they go above and beyond. Yeah, I like it. it. Says their LEDs, 90 day money back guarantee, um, and then uh, they got uh, it's like they get this 360 LED. You got it's like 660 bucks. That's what's hard for some people, of course, is the initial price point. But if it's going to last and you're going to use it, and you're you're saving money in a multitude of ways on electricity, growing your own, etc., it, it pays for itself within you know yours is probably paid for. You know you've been using it for a year oh, yeah. now, so and that. That's the thing too is uh like I, I knew I knew it was more expensive, but I'm never gonna really have to replace the bulbs or anything like that. I'm never gonna have to worry about that. I'm never gonna like I'm not gonna have to supplement 
things for heat issues and stuff like that, and it really has paid for itself already. Good to hear. I'll have to look you up when the next time I'm in Ohio. I don't know when that will be, but I always thought when I go to places, i got to get these uh, hostess out visiting California or Thanksgiving up north in the Central Valley in a smaller town. And I mean, it's like, man, it'd be nice to get some herb. I'm here for six days. I gotta, it's like I got to try and network before I go out to places. Start using Dude Grow Show to find herb and in, in, in uh, other spots. <laughs> anyway, I mean, man. Anytime, anytime you come through Ohio, like by all means, I, I mean, I'll have some. I always have some. <laughs> that's a, that's a good feeling because it's not always like that. Back in the day, you'd be like, man, did you score? Come on. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Is there anything else? I was just going to wind that up with the LED talk. I appreciate it. It's, I'm glad to hear a good story about LEDs with all the uh, people love to talk about, you know, they love the hate talk, but not enough people get out and do the talk about what's working and what they really like. So thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, I'll leave it, by, leave it at that unless you got anything else you want to add, Drake. Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm all good over here. Word. Let's try and send us some time. I'd like to see some pictures of what you got at Harvest sometime. Send them over to Dude Grows. Check that stuff oh, yeah, out. Absolutely. Word. All right, guys. We're going to be right back here. Um, thanks to Drake and, <clears throat> excuse me, me and Scotty Real will be back. I hope you can handle uh, Dude dude on his own with Drake. And thanks again, Drake. Oh, yep. No problem. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Word, guys. We'll be right back. So this is Courtney from Colorado, definitely bigging up the dudes from the Dudo Show. You gotta check them out. Doing this talk with this brother guy, the good essence of, you know what I mean? You definitely want to keep it real. Dudegrows.com Yo, don't you go get that good shit. You know, that shit that your brother gave you. That good shit. Yeah. That's the shit. up everybody hope you uh really dug on that uh all, everything we just dropped in there man led talks and casual led grow talk as well as uh we had jacob hanging out there i mean that was uh, pretty bomb diggity excited to have him hopefully back on next week as well uh keep it real consistent so i can get into the avalanche product and uh, a couple other things i have questions on but yeah so, he's definitely got some cool stuff man i'm pretty excited i was making my new grow more order yesterday man I was all excited <laughs> getting the fuego into his ass yes hells yes like i said those additives have been kicking butt but let's get into i don't know should we do the news or what we're smoking first probably what we're smoking because you didn't know what we smoking man because i'm gonna pass this biatch to you man we actually are hanging out and uh passing the pen back and forth man i'm gonna start it up man because i'm smoking right now some CO2 wax. Wax, huh? I thought you'd just call it extract or extract, oil. Extract, I don't know, man. What's the proper term? Yeah, I really don't know, man. I didn't winterize it 
or de-wax it. So I guess it's still wax, but I don't know. I guess it's oil. Came out of, uh, I got a, a buddy that's working out the kinks of a CO2 extraction set up, you know, a little homeowner unit that uses a little 20-pound tanks, the same kind of tanks you get at the, at the grocery store. And, uh, man, pretty good stuff. You know, definitely not too complicated. You know, safe. It definitely don't have to purge it at the end, which is cool. You know you're smoking clean stuff. Would you call it the hobbyist kit for CO2 extraction? I like? was calling it the artesian kit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's definitely, you know, there's definitely an art to making this shit, man. It's definitely not just like that magic butter machine where, you know, the weed goes in and the butter comes out. Definitely, definitely, you know, different pressures. It's not a magic CO2 extraction machine? No, no. Only my microbes are magic, man. I mean, what's involved? How much, I mean, is it worth it? How much time does it take? Is it uh, labor-intensive? It's not that labor-intensive. You do it right. You set up the extractor right in your grow room because the output is CO2. So, you know, there's no butane or any kind of, uh, of uh, fumes that you have to ventilate or anything. Just let the CO2 grow right into your room. And, uh, yeah, you're just basically running a tank of, of the CO2, you know, the liquid CO2, uh, as the solvent. And it's a super cold solvent, probably the same concept as, you know, the way uh, dry ice works. All right, and, let, me hit, let me hit that shit then. Let yeah, me see. hit that biatch, man. Hit this pen here. Usually I have the cough issues, but... Uh, it's a super viscous liquid, you know? I mean, it comes out like... I shouldn't say it's liquid. It's not. It comes out like uh, maybe like a buttery kind of thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> but that ain't that dirty, dirty, dirty cough. You know what I'm saying? I was a little exaggerated. It's got a little bit of a, <coughs> a little bit of that, but we'll see. We'll see. So technically, that should have nothing in it because you're using CO2. How could it have anything in it, man? It's got CO2 <coughs> in it. And CO2. You know, it's the vanilla Kush. It's vanilla Kush. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll let that and soak I, in. I did for a little make bit. the mistake of leaving my fan leaves in <coughs> when I had this this. Uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, all the swag. There were some fan leaves in there, and it definitely diminishes the quality of it. <coughs> but it's cool because it don't stink up the whole house. It don't stink up your car. Can you use trim or flowers to make it? Trim. I okay. use trim this time. I'm gonna, I got some flowers from an outdoor grow that somebody volunteered, some of that GDP that our breeder friend Hank had left over. So I am pretty excited for that. As a matter of fact, if you're around a little bit later, maybe we'll uh, go, <coughs> go over the bro's house and do a run. Word. Word, I'll take it. I mean, it is a little bit probably involved for some people as far as you got to get a couple CO2 tanks, right? To Just run it. One. Just one. Cool, cool. So actually, it's not too bad if you want to try and have some. I mean, it's one of the only ways to do it these days is do it yourself to make sure it's pure and it's good. That's I how know. I got into it, man. I remember I was bitching a few, what was a month back about, about the open vape, I think. We went and spent 60 bucks on that open vape cartridge. And I mean, I gave it away. <laughs> I found a second one I gave away, man. You know what I mean? I was like, why bother? Maybe for somebody that completely doesn't smoke, maybe that would do something, you know, give you a little eyeball buzz or something, yeah. but fuck them, man. Well, I want to take it into, I've been smoking, uh, as you all would know, if you follow the show, had some outdoor going, three or four different strains. Those all came down between, I'd say, two to three months ago. So now is when they have become choice nugs. So I just love to get in there after they've been, I mean, they really change a lot from when you have, when you first take them down and then when they get to sit in the, the jar and the, the curing bags and just hang out for 30 days. And I don't even 
open them and then you open them again and you're like, ooh, it's just a treat. So like all the attributes are there, the flavors, the smells. And I mean, really, one I had, the Sour Relief, which I was calling my weed light because I couldn't finish and wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be, but still I got it pretty flushed out. It changed, it improved like 15, 20% after hanging out, curing out for about 40 days before I opened that back up and tried some. So hey, it's funny be you bring patient. up that, that weed light, man, because I was poking fun of it when you, when you had it. You know, I was like, who the fuck wants weed light? I want, you know, knock, <laughs> knock your dick in the dirt weed, man. <laughs> Not when you got a, yeah, that's what yeah. I also called a working man's weed. And then when I started messing with these extracts and I went over to my buddy's house and, and made a couple of these extracts and it's the same thing, man. You're not going to get to where you're like, oh my God, I'm so fucked up. I'm not leaving the house, man. <laughs> uh-uh. And I have been there. Yeah, man. You know, like, I don't want to leave the house. It's dangerous out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, this is totally like. You know, you smoke a couple of hits and, you know, you have a killer conversation or something like that. Reminded me, I want to come up with a list of places you realize that you don't want to be really high at, but you are. Oh, <laughs> God, I man. I mean, we could probably throw the airport on one of those potentially. My uh, mother came to visit me for Thanksgiving, which was wonderful. But I accidentally went up, you know, I was, hadn't smoked because you know, I was around my mother and went up and just hit that. The wax pen with that butane wax. <laughs> Mine passed. Oh, and, just, and got super high. And came <laughs> down. your mother or mother-in-law? My mother <laughs> came downstairs and was just like, it's too high. You know, it was just, it wasn't good, man. That was one of those places where I wish I could have taken it back. The man. last one I remember is when I had talked about it on a show way back. But when I went to an edible, I went to like this little survivalist store that had guns and knives and <laughs> had all kinds of like meals and outdoor shit. And the guy behind the counter, you know, was in his like army sweater with, you know, fatigues on like, oh, can I help you out, man? Like really enthusiastic. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm just checking out those, uh, shotguns you know i've been looking for one you know just kind of shooting the shit he like rips one down from the wall here you want to take you want to take comes apart in three steps and i'm like oh man i'm way too high right now to be i mean not telling him that but it's like right. no no i don't really want to handle a shotgun right now next next time i'm in I'll, I'll get a little more personal with it it's all good dude anyway yeah i didn't realize that edibles will fuck your eyes up and make them as red as if you just smoked in the parking lot man Really? Yeah, like I went over, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, 22 years old or something like that, my girlfriend had me over for her parents' house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so, again, man, I just figured I would eat a cookie. (laughs) Hey, man, I'll just eat one of these cookies. I'll be fine. Dude, she looks at me. I realize after a while that I'm just playing with the kids, like three and four-year-olds around the Christmas tree for way too long, I guess. (laughs) And she goes, what, what, what happened to you, man? You know, and I realized that the cookie had just wrecked the fuck out of me. Turned you into a Christmas tree kid. Yeah, man. It was fine. I was having a good time, you know. All right. Let's roll on with the news, man. Let's get into some news here. Come on, man. What you got, man? Uh, I got a couple things. First off that I'm concerned about. uh, One we'll lead in with out here in Colorado. They're looking to do a, I don't want to say a ban. I think they're arguing already in Amendment 64 that you should not be able to make your own hash oil at home. Yeah, I think they're starting to bounce back and forth. Is it illegal? You know, and I think that really comes down to whose job is it to enforce it, and are they going to enforce it? I think they're going to, and they're going on the basis here with, you know, one person blowing themselves up speaks so much volume to the media and what they do with it. Uh, And I agree. I mean, if people are going to be, you know, blowing themselves up, burning themselves, causing, you know, that's what the the media loves, the bad news, right? They love that shit. Uh, so 
And I, so I think they are going to have that. And I, I think I'm a kind of agreeing with it. But then again, it's like, that. Well, you know, what's next? There's plenty of people I'm sure that can make hash oil at home, totally responsible, have done it hundreds and hundreds of times, no problems. So, sure. I mean, should they not? Is it too dangerous that they should not allow it, you think? Or is it just a matter of some people are ruining it for others and they're really focusing on that? I mean, you know, it's hard to be impartial about this because I sure as shit love all these beautiful extracts coming out, man. And, you know, most of them are made in people's houses. But, man, you got to wonder. I mean, there are all sorts of regulations about things that you can do, you know, before something has to be in an industrial zone or at least a commercial zone. You know, man. What, like what, not sell not sell gas from your house? Yeah, they yeah, do that shit. shit up in trailer park, boys, man. <laughs> pull up and... Just storing combustibles and flammables and things like that. And that's meant so that the community doesn't start blowing up, you know. And what we've seen is some people are starting to blow the roof off their houses, man. Yeah, and it also potentially puts out inferior product, unhealthy product, not, you know, I don't yeah, know if I want to use so the word true. filtered product, but. It costs very little money to go buy. I mean, you can make it out of PVC pipe. You can go get a piece of PVC pipe and make yourself an extraction tube. Pack that bitch full of a couple ounces of shit, and uh, you know. And then instead of running one can of butane, <laughs> run five cans of oh, butane man. through it just to pull every piece of shit out of there you can. You know. Well, this ties into the next news story I found here, which is kind of creepy. It's so uh, well, it's got all kinds of angles in it, but Algier, Al Jazeera America, which you know Al Jazeera is pretty huge news network. They have a show called America Tonight. I don't know how popular it is because I'm sure it's pretty popular though. Um, but they it's have about a, America article here titled new marijuana trend sends smokers to burn units and a horrific picture of this dude like burnt up looks like you know like you got on a i don't even know you have an adjective for that picture there man burnt the fuck up man so and they start off by talking about um which i didn't know the new code number is 710 did you know that because you know what 710 is jesus christ you need to get on social media a little more goddamn it <laughs> i didn't flip the digits upside down and you get oil so um uh, <laughs> i did not know that but they're going into saying this widely potent wax-like substance is one of the fastest growing segments of the industry and i agree it is i mean isn't it by human nature we see people that just want to continue to get i don't even know if they know why but they want to get higher oh come on man but this is a no-brainer when you can turn trash into high quality concentrate you know think about how many people are growing subpar weed that they can't fucking sell yeah, and they're saying like the 3.5%. They're saying in 1985, around 3.5% THC to now they're saying weed is averaging 13%, but the concentrates can reach 90. So uh, High Times called it a quantum leap forward and getting stoned. Fucking A. <laughs> and I mean, but it's also, it's more than just that for concentrates. Um, I, I used to just be like, oh, you know, screw them. Recreationally, I still don't use concentrates necessarily other than your pen I just hit. But sure. And you're the, still coughing from it. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but the uh, also people forget sometimes the medical uh, advantage of concentrates when people want to reach that ultimate high for medicinal value for whatever sickness they're dealing with. That's super convenient. Not even ultimate high. Just, you know, you know, to get high, if you're really fucking sick, like I said, I have some unfortunate experience with this that a friend of mine just recently passed away man and from cancer and at the end man he was so sick you know that even eating you know a, a cookie or something like that probably wasn't going to happen you know yeah he was probably to the suppository stage man. yeah 
<laughs> you know, but you know, if somebody like that can just take one hit of something, you know, a super clean hit and go, I don't know, did I get anything? I don't feel it. You know, I don't, I, you know, like barely any smoke comes out and it's 90% pure and they get that fucking stuff, you know, they get super yeah. stoned off that one hit. And that is, yeah, that's an advantage too, even recreationally. I mean, if you just want that one little hit to where you're not like, man, I don't, we all smoke a whole J or pack multiple bongs. Think of what a bust is it is to, to smoke a joint in a car. You know, you go into a concert and you're parking, you know, and we're, and you're in the parking lot at Red Rocks and you smoke a joint in your car. That's a bust. You're going yeah. two, two hours later, three hours later driving home. That car stinks like weed. Man. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So there are medicinally and recreationally advantages. But the angle in this article is they're talking about, uh, you know, they're starting to, and this is going to be on major news network. Since retail pot was legalized here a year ago, as I'm reading, <clears throat> the number of explosions at homes, at home THC extraction labs, as they'll call them, um, more than doubled to 32 statewide. So. <clears throat> Like I said, other people are ruining it for other people, and it just does a it just puts a bad name on the whole marijuana thing because somebody could look at this article and say, "Oh, it's all these guys are just trying to make really concentrated shit, and they're blowing themselves up." Like it all sounds like just a bunch of negativity. And uh, but what's interesting is they talk about when these people go into the burn units and how they're responding. So this, this was crazy, man. <clears throat> there's one burn unit here in Denver that sees all these at the University of Colorado, and. He's, he said he's noticing that when the patients are admitted, in some cases, they're not reacting very well to the pain meds, and they're not keeping their, their food down as much. They're not wanting to eat as much, which you have to eat a ton when you're burned to you know get, recreate your skin. Uh, pretty important factor there. Sure, yeah, you just have to keep people eating and ingesting nutrition. So he gave them, uh, he's like, damn, maybe... I should give these people, is it Marinol? Is that what it's called? I know that's what synthetic cannabis is how it's described in the article. But yeah, I think, you know, Marinol is a, that was a brand name of synthetic cannabis. Yeah. And so basically that started helping it out and saying, wow, well, giving them the, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, Marinol, giving them this, this synthetic cannabis. Yeah. But it, I mean, it does make sense. Could you imagine if, you know, Jesus, whatever happened and you didn't smoke weed for three or four days, man? Man, it would, I, I've done it before. You know, I've gone on business trips and whatnot where, dude, I didn't think it would be cool to get stopped with weed at the airport, man. Didn't want to take that risk. And yeah, man, I got pictures of me like in Chicago next to a huge deep dish pizza, <laughs> but pretending that I'm eating it. You know what I so mean? So what but you're saying, you had some withdrawals. Fucks your stomach up, man. If you're used to smoking high quality pot, yeah, it'll fuck your stomach up, man, if you don't smoke. If you just that's where this, go cold turkey. Yeah. This doctor's going into saying, like, they're on me, something. anyhow. They're saying, we didn't intend to become, you know, a, a little a lab spot for this, but or we think we're on to something, which he took into the fact of maybe addiction. So they're trying to play that card a little. Um, addiction to marijuana, since he's seeing that these patients aren't responding when they don't have it. Like you just said, their bodies are having issues. I mean, I've never experienced that myself, but... As, you know, I can You're a hell of a lighter smoker, though, man. <clears throat> this is a good point. You'd probably do smoke twice as much as me. I'd probably smoke five times as much as you. Okay, good point. Good point. <laughs> um, no, I do Just remember. Just because I vaporize everything. The dude's the guy that takes his oney and will smoke, you know, one, two, or three hits of really good weed and go mountain biking with his oney. You know, and I'll definitely sit and vaporize <clears throat> what, a gram every time that I hit this plant, you know, every, every <laughs> time that I rock the plenty out, you know, it's like a 15 or 20 minute session. I always have to remind myself that I can put it down because yeah. I'm just like, look, it's still hitting. 
<laughs> I've been smoking for 20. You know, it literally gives you the number of hits that a joint would give you. And I mean, if they're going to say that, you know, the scientific consensus is that marijuana can breed dependency. So what if it does? I mean, at least you're dependent on something that's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Instead- yeah, yeah I, but I mean, I think that I think that they're on to something, you know, as much as I hate to, to side with that. Yeah, I think it does have some, you know, if you smoke a lot of high quality marijuana every day and you don't smoke it cold turkey, you are certainly going to feel some physical symptoms, yeah. man. <clears throat> but it's cool this doctor ends the article by basically saying that, you know, these marijuana-related burn patients have given me another idea, you know. Typically, all of his other burn victims receive a powerful cocktail of narcotics, and he's like, maybe I'll start using Marinol more on them as well and see what happens. Sure. Maybe you should just start reusing the real shit <laughs> instead of the Marinol. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing sounds worse than being really badly burned and super, super stoned and yeah. in pain. Sounds yeah. terrible. <laughs> well... Let's go on to the next article that is just fun. It's just a fun one. Good. Marijuana was top Google search for Alaska and Colorado in 2014. That's pretty insane. I mean, there's a lot of shit people search on Google. Right. So they're saying the word marijuana was the top search for Alaska and uh, <laughs> Colorado. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> what do you, this shit, then they got a map that's insane. So, you know, some, some average ones here. Missouri. What was the top search in Missouri? Ferguson, you know, the Michael Brown shit. That makes sense, right? Right. Um, <laughs> what is that, New Mexico or Arizona? I mean, I'm dumb saying, saying that. It's, uh, that is zombies, dude. <laughs> it's next to Texas. And that, it says zombies was Google's number number one search term for that state. That's awesome. You don't um, hear them zombies are real some places, right? <laughs> dude, that's insane. Uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, I heard about this guy that didn't want to go to New Mexico because he was afraid of werewolves, man. Afraid of, <laughs> yeah. Let's see, what do you got down in Florida? M- Michael Sam Kiss? What the hell is that? I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't read the news. Yeah, me neither. Anyway, hazing was in one state, man. That's where all the college kids are getting their ass kicked. Yeah. All right, that's cool, though. Very interesting to see. <laughs> all these are in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> you can just see what each state's top Google search term was um, in twenty. 20- 14. All right. Yeah, man. Next article. Come on, man. What you got? Gathered. Signatures are gathered. Yeah. To put marijuana decriminalization to a vote in Wichita. I thought this was kind of cool, man. You know, because, uh, you know, just everybody's talking legalization, legalization. Man, you could just choose to decriminalize it and stop busting people for it. Whatever the fucking law says, it says. You know, but we just choose not to prosecute. And choose not to bust people for it. Yeah. That's kinda. one way of doing it, man. It, But then that facilitates that, the black market, kind yeah. of, which also they don't like because they got to get the hands in there. So that's where you see the, uh, the issues. But I like the point in the article where, guys, all this was was a local effort um, by a group called what were they at? Marijuana activists, an unofficial, but they got enough signatures to get the shit going on. So if you're somewhere where you want to get that going on, you know, organize something at your campus. If you're college, younger, whatever. I guess you don't have to be younger for college anymore. I sound like I'm getting too old. Yeah, man. Uh, But yeah, get some shit organized. Organize a petition. Go get signatures and start changing shit where you're at, too, if you want to. So um, let's see. Are they voting on this? The signatures election officials on January 7th is when they're going to submit them. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure the local sheriff department, as we'll see in the next article, isn't too excited about it. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Says you'll just get a fine. Just to let you know the details, you guys will be able to have up to 32 grams. Um, it says, well, no, wait. Marijuana possession by an adult, fine of 50 bucks. There we go. There is no other offenses. Cool. I think I need a... Yeah, man. For that, man. All right. <clears throat> Don't have over 32 grams. Now, in Texas here, we have... Uh, Hold on, this might be one of those articles where I have to answer two questions before they show the damn text. <laughs> God, there's damn, one yesterday. Man. Like, how often do you shop at? I'm like, what? This is so random. Anyway, so there's a poll in uh, in Texas conducted by the Marijuana Policy Project that 61 percent support reduced penalties for small amount, kind of like they're doing in Wichita, right? So sure. they're saying let's just reduce these and uh, get everything going on where we don't have to deal with it. Um, and uh, the government's for it. I th- Wait, am I reading this right? Rick Perry. Do you know much about Rick Perry out in Texas? <laughs> no, he didn't do so good in the debates, man. He's one of them guys that ran for president for a little bit. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, I know. That sounds because He no Dewey so good. <laughs> oh, no Dewey so good. There's another article I'm trying to find here, but you can answer this, Scotty. Uh, it's basically about where they're going to decriminalize why – as a sheriff department, would you be full on? I know you're going to say <clears throat> jail fees and stuff, right? Okay. Like you make money. So there's one, the sheriff's department's like, we're going to blatantly, obviously oppose this because of the kids and because of, yeah, you know, the same old shit they always say with that. It would like in two sentences. So how does that benefit them? Just because the people going through the jail system, you're going to say, you'd be surprised at how many people make money when they have, you know, in where's this at again? Uh, Texas. Yeah. I mean, Texas is like land of the private prisons and everything like that. What happens if you got no people for your private prison? You know, no, some no, especially I'll bet you the guys that go to those private prisons are like the nonviolent marijuana offenders. Those are the guys that can buy their way, you know, into a good prison with a good lawyer and shit. Well, I see that. You know, we covered before the states surrounding us uh, in the smaller towns say that they're. They're they're being drained of their funds to be able to keep arresting people bringing marijuana over the border. Uh, so, so how that's not making yeah, them marijuana over the border? Yeah, because those guys ain't got no fucking money. Gotcha. What can you do it them, man. You just bring them back to Mexico. No, no, no. I'm talking from Colorado state border. Oh, and you go He's into Texas. Uh, you go into Texas, Nebraska. Man. or You go into another state. Sure, those guys are bitching, saying, "Hey, man." Like, oh, all we have is all this weed and uh, and the car that they showed up in and. You know, whatever else we can take from them. <laughs> yeah. And what happens half the time they catch them with weed? What, ta- what do they catch them with the other ha- half of the time? Yeah, true. Other things. No, so. cash, man. You, you drive in this, one way with weed, you drive back with the cash. So that don't tell me they're not, not collecting plenty of fucking cash, man. True, true, true. So what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, all right. Next story here. Next story here. Yeah, I had somebody going back. I was hanging out actually at a New Year's Eve party, and somebody uh, that lived in another state wanted to take a quarter back, just a quarter to his, you know, employees because he's like, uh, you know, going to give him a gift of some Colorado kind, but medicinal weed, man. Hey, is this one medicinal? He's like, I don't even smoke, but my guys would really, you know, trying to impress his work crew. Sure. And I'm like, okay, so where are you going? He's like, you know, back to the the other state. And I was like, all right, what are you driving? He's like, you know, rental car, Texas plates, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. A Corvette. That any state on the outside of this state just loves to make examples of guys like you. Like, you'll be severely inconvenienced even for a quarter. Like, hardcore. Might even spend the night in jail and then have to go back to that state for court shit, yada, yada. Yeah. Or, or hire a lawyer from that area. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that they, lawyer makes a lot of money from that. If you got to spend five to five hundred to a thousand bucks to get you out of a weed ticket, that lawyer just got another thousand bucks that he gets that that went from wherever the fuck you're from to his hometown that he gets to put in his community. Yeah, and it's shit like that true. that makes the difference, man. True, true. Uh, regardless, yeah, I don't give porter bags to people taking it out of state, man. Nah, I definitely would discourage people from doing that, man. I always do, man, because it yeah. just feels like shit, man. You know? Well, let I me don't... go into some good news then, dude. Colorado <laughs> seeks federal permission for state colleges to grow marijuana. They've made an unusual plea here to let colleges grow pot. I love it. All right, man. All right. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to reach to the soundboard for that one. <laughs> man, that's cool. All right. You think about I'm, it. Here. I'm going back to college. It says, yeah, it was a letter last month to the state attorney general's <laughs> office and uh, to obtain some non-federal government sources for research purposes, man. I hope it goes through. This thing it's not going to be very likely, but hell yeah. I mean, talk about loving to be in that class. Uh, you learning about every week. Maybe I should look into getting a job. I don't know. I mean, yes, but it's going to, you know, like think about agribusiness, you know, think about when you were in school and, and, you know, there was that, at least in Florida, there was the agribusiness crowd, you know? Yeah. And I don't see, you know, I don't think it's going to take too long to have marijuana assimilate into agriculture. You know, because it is yeah. agriculture. Well, what they're doing, really, in a nutshell, in my opinion, is they're they're intelligent here. Everything in Colorado, from we have pushed hard, ultra hard for hemp. From what I see, uh, we went to that one convention. And there was tons of hemp booths, right? And then we're pushing hard on this medicinal, and then we got full recreational. I think we want to be, you know, the Amsterdam. Not in that way. I mean, Amsterdam is more recreational, but just yeah. everything. Full on. Where are the weed state? And they're kicking ass with it. Um, it's an experiment, and it seems to be going good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really reason, does. The rest of the country seems to be legitimate jealous, man. If colleges could be growing, uh, that's the other thing. This is the quote why. You know, current research is riddled with bias or insufficiencies and often con conflict with one another. This is a letter written by the uh, attorney general here. It's critical that we be allowed to fill this void with scientific research. So that would be awesome. These colleges could kick ass and really have, you know how many articles are out there that are like just that. It's just like we covered one earlier in the show talking about the gentleman with COPD that you're like, well, where's the scientific research? You know, it's, it doesn't sure. sound totally. But legit. you got to be excited. If you're one of those guys from Merck or Eli Lilly or whatever the fuck it's called these days, you've got to be excited to be able to get your hands on, on this chemical feedstock, you know, to, to, to this, this collection of chemicals that you're going to be able to work with now. Yeah. And it, it's going to help people. Bottom line, we're going to figure out, like they're going to start testing on everything. Damn, you can use it for this. Damn, it helps with this. If nothing else, hopefully it just helps reduce. Like I was saying, the, uh, the maybe you can cut down and still use these other opiates, but cut them in half and mix them with weed and have synthetic mixes. Hell yeah, man. I mean, I, people try that anyway when they're partying, right? Oh, man, I cut it in <laughs> half and double it, man. All right, all right. Let's take a quick break here. Get into Grow Talk is up next, although we've already had plenty of Grow Talk this show. It's going to be a long one, man. But uh, yeah, we're coming back with Grow Talk, guys. Hope you've been enjoying everything. The first show of the new year. Sorry we got it out just a little bit late to you. Yeah, but, uh, man. I sleep off that two-day hangover, man. <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. DeGrows.com. All right. Dude and Scotty are recharged up and feeling right. It's time to end 
answer questions about growing weed without the hype. We've got to plant the seeds today to make all my stoner homies say, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's growing on? What's growing on? Yeah, what's growing on? Dude and Scotty, what's growing on? What's up, everybody? Back. Best part of the show. I think you'd agree, Scotty. No? Grow Talk? Hanging out? I like like the news. I like when we talk about our feelings on the news. That's your favorite part, huh? (laughs) Yeah, the news is, eh, sometimes it's pretty good. But anyway, (laughs) we got to hit up the Grow Talk, man. So let's let's get into it here. Question number one. Come on, what you got? From the kid. From the kid. Not Billy. The kid. All right, break it down here he said he uh this this this, this, uh, listener here kicked in i just got my recharge so i'm going to start my weekly treat stealing your lingo scotty for my plants even though this week will be week one of flower i went through harvest while listening to the show switched up my nutrient line during the process because of the show and he says he saw a major difference in the health of his plants hell yeah and quality not to mention uh using the recharge he's really excited to see what happens after I add the recharge, even though it's kind of late and he's in clone and veg, um, he knows there's some microbe action going on, but this will be his, his grow where he's adding that. And let's get into his nutrient regimen here. Um, he says he uses in this order. He uses Protect, which uh, that's grow more, right? Protect? No, Protect's uh, nope. armor coat. Dynagrow. Yeah, that's, okay. That's, that's Dynagrow. Good that's shit. Good silica, though, definitely. Botanicare Calmag, Botanicare Pure Blend Pro, Botanicare... Um, that's the pure bend plow. They have a bloom and a grow. Uh, right. Biocozyme for the enzyme, and he uses that the entire time, clone to veg to flower. No, <laughs> he says no bloom boosters in the East Coast. Yeah, voice. <laughs> love it, love it. Just right, stopping so and cleaning I, up. A, okay. What's that? Go ahead. I'm gonna, oh, let no, me break, I just, I was, break down the rest yeah, of the you question. Break it down. You simmer hit down, it, brother. Hit simmer it. Simmer down. We're almost there. Goes into his. Uh, PPM, he's cleaning up the bottom of his, his plants that don't get a lot of light, which is great. I do a shit ton of that. Um, PPM between 1100 and 1200, pH 6.0 to 6.3, sounds good. And he's asking for a critique, and now that he has recharge, can he do his normal weekly IPM foliar formula and water in the recharge with Jumpstart at the same time as a weekly thing? And he's just trying to get figured out with his current nutrients um, how to in- implement this in and, and figure it out. So we got, guys, we're trying to change it up on the Dude Grow Show. I think the kid is on the line. Are you there, kid? Yeah, I'm here. Right. right. Where, where are you out of? Where are you out of? I'm out of uh, San Francisco, California. Hell yeah, we got a lot of Cali Cali listeners, and we're going to try and get more of y'all here on the show. Um, So it sounds like mainly, go ahead, Scott. Hang on, real quick, man. Did you happen to hit that Emerald Cup a couple weeks ago, man? I heard really good things about that, man. Fortunately, I didn't. Um, The only thing I went to was the Hemcon that they had at the Cow Palace this year, but that was about it. Cool, man. How was the Hemcon? It was pretty smoky and hot. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, was <literally, laughs> I was literally walking there and you know like i had like a a shirt on or i mean like a dress shirt on and i was sweating like literally dripping sweating but it was cool all right yeah. it was hot Got but it was cool man looks like yeah. they're coming to denver here in october of 2015 we'll we'll try and check it out for sure but sounds like you right. tell me from your questions here you're trying to figure out how to implement this recharge in with what you're currently using on the Botanic Air ProTech. Uh, you're also using Jumpstart, is that right, from Growmore? Yeah, I'm using Jumpstart as like a, uh, you know, like with the, as my IPM, with the foiler. I, I use that. I also have that Easy Wait. Wet, that uh, the okay. Yucca extract sure, sure. thing. Or your IPM, then, uh, man. That that that's gonna do more suffocating of the of the uh, of the bugs. I don't know if Jumpstart. Right. I don't know if Jumpstart really does too much for your, IP, you know, for your bugs, for your IPM. Well, I think yeah, I mean, a combo. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty I, much. Yeah. yeah, I definitely dig that. I'd say that's more your foliar, right? Right. Yeah, you got foliar. a little IPM and you got a little feet. I can't and all yeah. this in there. I dig it. That's really smart. That's what I'm pretty much trying to do, and I, I was wondering if you know if that's okay. If that, I mean, I did yeah. it before. And I, I didn't see no problem, so I just kept con- continuing to do it. So yeah, I see you barking up the right tree here. Honestly, I do think that you're gonna like recharge, man. And you, you at right. the first week of flowering is absolutely not too late. Run it from week one to about week five, week six, something like that. Same with the jump start. You know, run that. Okay. I'd say week five, cut it out, man. And yeah, you should be in really good shape, man. Uh, I think you'll really see. Just a healthier, stronger plant, man. More nitrogen right. in the leaf, bigger leaf. Uh, right. And I don't really, I mean, you got the enzyme. The enzyme's going to bring the uh, bacteria to ingest. Right. You got a good yeah, yeah. steak and potatoes in your Pure Blend Pro. You know, that's a good base nutrient right. providing those basic building blocks. You're adding a little cow mag and you've got the silica in there, man. I uh, right. think you're, and, and you're, you're using Jumpstart and uh, a little bit of seaweed. Man, there's nothing in here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe if you wanted to just, you know, if you wanted to play with flavors, I would say maybe right. just play with that kelp and fish, you know, that grown and inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, and use that in veg. I wouldn't use that too deep in the flower. But I, th- I think you're good okay. to go, man. This is beautiful. Yeah, I also got, I ended up getting the, uh, um, the avalanche as well too so i started playing excited. with that man I, i'm enjoying it Super for real man yeah. the nugs are fucking rock hard this time man really great right. i did use the uh jump start as well and i've got these wow yeah it's pretty it's really crazy and i'm you know, the buds weren't huge you know but my plants weren't huge this time but i'll be damned right. i mean they're goddamn nice and they're fucking weighty man they're like little rocks so i'm pretty psyched we'll be talking to to jacob about that uh i think maybe next show we're gonna get into it a little bit because i haven't used it yet and i got some questions about it but i mean scotty's been pretty happy with it that's for sure yeah yeah definitely but it was cool listening to jacob talk about the jump start this time man because yeah he definitely really explained a couple things i was looking at 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 my uh, plants last night and i was like man it did make sense some of the shit he said definitely <laughs> yeah dude i have to replay his his episodes a few times <laughs> oh my god are you kidding <laughs> yeah, i can't me... believe he really smokes weed man <laughs> i was gonna tell oh, you also he? oh yeah yeah he's got to oh wow i thought he just i didn't even think he he uh 
That's off the record, though. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're talking about Jacob from Gromore? I'm sorry. I thought we were talking yeah. about somebody else, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you, hey, man, using this, Scotty uses recharge different than me. And it's really, I want to say that there's. it's hard to use it improper. I mean, for myself, I use it about once a week, pretty heavy. Um, maybe I'll add a little bit. If I need to adjust the pH down, basically, let's say I add a bunch of recharge to my filtered water, it seems to swing it up a little bit, and everybody's solution is going to be different. Oh. So I just put a little of the fish in there uh, to bring, that's like my pH down almost. And that. So I'm, and then that watering, I'm just doing a straight, just a little bit of fish and straight recharge, and that's the watering that I make sure I get good runoff. I saturate the shit out of it. I don't oh, always yeah. try to get crazy runoff depending on how much time right. I have, because runoff creates more work. I definitely can't let that sit in my saucers, yeah. <laughs> et cetera. So, but when I do, I like to get, when I'm really soaking in is when I like to inoculate. And some people use it instead of once a week, every every watering, just at a half rate. So it's, it's not, neither way is wrong. It's just how my brain works. Um, I don't like right. putting in uh, silica with it. Not that that's a problem, but I just, I don't know. I like it to have that pure pure living water water in is how my brain yeah, is thinking about yeah. it how has the botanicare been doing for you on those base newts it's uh pretty good I, I was i started off using the uh the gh line and then um you know i was doing that for a while and then uh some uh one of my friends that also you know he grows he uh told me about the botanicare and, and using that and just it just overall was better the uh my last harvest uh uh you can see the difference. I mean, I could definitely tell the quality difference in uh <clears throat> and it felt cleaner. You know what I mean as yeah. far as the GH. I know you guys talk about that. What's your mix? What are, you, what are you planting or what are you growing in? Uh I use the uh, uh cocoa uh from uh Roots Organics, the soilist. Okay. I know it has like a whole bunch of stuff in there. Uh, I use that and you know, drains pretty good. You know, sure. like I I've uh, watered like you know three days straight and it didn't like show any signs of over watering now you're, but, you're not cutting that with know. anything that's straight up roots right out of the bag out of those counts yeah, bags we're using okay cool yeah, any fungus yeah. nap problems yeah. man you know i love the, i love to dog them out a little bit man yeah i haven't i haven't seen any uh i know they have different uh, i was always wondering about that because i always heard you guys say that and uh, i was using that and uh but uh they have different kinds uh you know they have soilless and they have regular uh, it's like green. I forgot what the name of it. Uh, I haven't seen the soilless mix that they have. You know? That's what you're using is the soilless? Uh, yeah. So you got worm castings, Bacchuano. Yeah, I got the label here, kelp meal, yeah. green sand. So it's got some good shit in there. It's not yep. straight cocoa. Um, and it comes with, yeah, that's a base mix that'll, you know, it's got what you need to get started yeah. in it. And if it's working good for you, then yeah. roll with it. Yeah, Man, I, I pretty much don't have to, uh, like, uh, feed anything for, like, the first, you know, like, a few days or a week. It's just straight water because it has all that stuff and it seemed to, you know, work well. And then one, I tested one plant that I, I did feed when I first transplanted a clone, and I could tell it just got, like, hit with too much nutrients or something. So I just kept on with the, you know, just straight water with that for, like, uh, a few days, four days at the most, and then I gave it some food. Yeah. Use them on 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 your uh, with that roots. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, but I I know about earthworm cast. 
because I, I kind of helped my buddy out, and I was thinking about going that route, like, you know, with Coco and uh, Earthwind Castings and some Perlite. Yeah, but even with your about, with your roots right there, man, just sprinkling a little bit, maybe week two of veg, week three of veg, sprinkling a little uh, He's like oh, a okay. handful, like a half, maybe four or five ounces or something. Like, no, nah, I guess I guess if you like a cup, you know, a cup. And but right. yeah, it really seems to keep everything happy. I'm just all about trying to micro community yeah. of microbes in there, because then bitches do the work for you, man. Right. You know, you know right. they what? It's doing the work. It's all in balance. Work, and I plant in balance and happy. You get that perfect that the bricks to the perfect level. And it starts fighting off the insects and the pests and, and, and the powdery mildew and all that as well, better than anything. Yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure. Yeah, man. Anything right, else man, you got here before, uh, I mean, it, was that critique good enough, or is there anything else you think? Uh, Pretty much. I mean, I had a, a question about, like, you know, like, when I do the, the weekly recharge, um, you know, do, do I feed with the nutrients after? You know, like, cause I have a, a setup on a, on a drip system, and I actually hand water in the the recharge, and I was wondering if I uh, do I you know, like two hours after the lights come on, I water, the water kicks on, and then like two hours before the lights come off, uh, uh, the, I water. So I was wondering, do I you know like the beginning, do I water in the recharge and let the nutrients go off uh, after the second watering? You know what yeah. I mean? Do you use plain water ever, or it's always always newts? Always newts. You know that's what I've been using. How, how long do you? Uh, how long does it go between reservoir changes or till you empty that reservoir? Uh, I'm I'm in a small area, so like I only have a 20 gallon reservoir, and it pretty much lasts about you know like a whole week, six days. Gotcha. And I, and I just. Man, I'd probably yeah. just treat it like, so if you got a 20-gallon reservoir, I mean, if you took two-gallon yeah. watering can and put some recharge in it, could you do a few plants with it? Would that be a big deal? Either that or take a five-gallon, just take the and just right. throw, throw it in that five-gallon bucket and let it pump your uh, the recharge through there. And then just do that maybe once a week, once every couple of days or something. And then just put it back in okay. and let it pump your regular newts. It doesn't matter. Like you could put it with your newts. You could put it separately. Oh, okay. It'll That's work. It'll work either way. I just don't want it to clog up your drip lines. What's the longest you know you're away from I don't... your garden? Like what size is your garden? How how many lights you got? Well, um, I have. I'm only. I got two lights right now, but only got one on in a like pretty much a eight by eight area, and I'm I'm dealing with one light uh, with a four by four, and I'm using the other side. It's kind of like a small petrol grills, you know what I mean? Yeah, right um, on. I have right like on. on the side of the light, I have a um, a four by uh, two by four T uh, five lighting that just pretty much uh, takes care of the mother. Okay, well, what I was getting at is, like, if you're not... It's entirely up to you. Scott is more automated than me. I like drip if I need to be away and have nobody else to take care of my garden or for a large, like a big-ass garden, but you're always going to get better... I mean, it's just better to be at plant size hand watering if you can. It eliminates a lot of potential problems. If you don't have to rely on a drip system, in my opinion, don't don't run one, but it it does create more work. 
So it, it's the difference between commercial attitude and a connoisseur attitude. You know, a connoisseur, right, right, everything's right. like a work of art. You know, <clears throat> the dude's buds right. and, and plants. You know, he's got two or three coming out. You know, that he's managing at a time very manageable to where he can really put a lot of love in. You know, I'm more thinking, thinking on the commercial level where I'm trying to walk into a, you know, a, a 99 lighter, you know, in L.A. that's got uh, a, a thousand plants they're trying to manage. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, right. OK, you know, for you guys, let's let's set you up. Let's keep at least consistently more, you know, you adjust the media to find like something like cocoa can handle a little bit of overwatering. Um, right. So you just adjust and these guys are going to get a lesser, you know, kind of the dude puts out they get consistent weight and can build a business model off it you know so that's kind of the difference in my head okay yeah cool right on man okay man all right man we're gonna let you do your thing man go out there and uh and keep on growing man i love it yeah appreciate you guys uh reaching out to me too man yeah it's Uh, fun man i'll I'll ask me man why do you guys you know put it all out there and do this show and I hadn't really thought about it, you know, until he asked it. But yeah. I'd have to say that, but you know, the fact that I meet all sorts of cool growers and you know, just get all sorts of insight right. on things, man. We just learned about nectar for the gods because somebody told us to check it out. Even oh, yeah. Growmore, yeah, yeah. Growmore, somebody told was, us to check out. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. So there's so much cool stuff just by being part of a community and by you know, just just having having people reach out to you, man. So I really appreciate it, man. It's a true pleasure. Yeah, right on. You guys keep doing it, man, because this is real good for all the, you know, us novice growers or anybody starting the be- uh, beginning. Definitely the show, man, because you guys, oh. you know, you guys even like lead us to to you know certain information from all the information you guys are giving. So it's cool. Right on, man. Well, right. let us know how that garden does, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be right back. Actually, we'll be right back. Let's just cut right into the next question, Scotty. Come on, man. What you got? All right. <laughs> Later, kid. All right. See All, right, man. Wait. All right. All right. On with question number two here. Grow Talk. Uh, yeah. Scotty, you actually helped this guy out online, I believe, um, as far as doing a uh, little video, like follow up with somebody, right? Yeah, man. I started looking at this question. I've been doing this with uh thinking I should do this with a couple questions anyhow, man, where if they're, you know, something where you want to go check out links and want to go compare products and whatnot, uh, I just got on that, what's it called, screencast or something, you know, just a little video of me and then the computer, so I just did like a little video response to this, man, and I was able to go just share the links, and I went and checked out Kelp for Less. And- we'll, we'll break it down. Do you want to narrate the question? No, you read. You read okay. the question, okay. man. All right. So uh, this is this is from Brent. He's like he'd like to hear your thoughts on a kelp for less dot com. He said he just received their silica powder and it seems to have some good things going for it. It's not as it's not a potassium silicate as in most liquids. Yep. As well, it reportedly does not affect the pH. Another item of theirs. Well, let's stop there, and then I'll, I'll read the next one. What's up with that? That doesn't their their silica powder doesn't affect pH. Man, you know, honestly, I thought. <coughs> I don't know exactly what this is. It's a silica powder. Um, I know they have potassium silicate is one type, and then there's monosicilic acid, which is another. And then, damn, I wish I had it in front of me, man. One of our listeners chimed in, and uh, he even had a third type of silica that, can't, that, that, that they have now. So um, I'm not I've sure. I've never exactly. used any silicas that don't 
affects pH. That's for sure. Yeah, silica is naturally high in pH. So I wonder, I guess there's that, oh, you know what? No, potassium silicate is naturally high in pH. You know, so what's up? Maybe that, maybe it's monosicilic acid. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that every single one I've used from day one till now always raises my pH. And I actually, you know, I sometimes have the pH down with, you know, like I said before, using fish, or I can use it for pH up if I need to as well. But regardless, uh, I'd be giving this shit a try, though, man. This is silica powder. They have the raw silica, which is, I think, a really high quality product. And then they've got this silica powder, which would probably do the job, you know? It certainly doesn't look, uh, yeah, it doesn't look bad at all. And a pound is 23 bucks. And if it's the same strength as what I remember, you know, a few ounces of it, maybe, you know, four ounces of it in a gallon of, uh, in a gallon of water would make like a 2% silica, like something like what Silica Blast is or something like that. All right. We'll you check know? it out then. Yeah. I'll... I think you use like a quarter teaspoon per gallon of these silica powders. This is another powder he's using. He says he's scoping it out. Is the powdered molasses? Uh, He's thinking it may be a better solution for people running spaghetti tubing, aka drippers and shit. Like if you guys don't know, uh, due to clogging, he said it may just be as thick. But the price seems very good. I, I think I would not run that if I'm running very thin uh, drippers. Yeah, molasses is going to clog either way, whether it's a powder or a, or or a liquid. Unless he's thinking about actually like putting the powder on his against you know container sites or something i don't know I, i'm not really sure about that yeah i'd stay away from but, it in, in any type of narrow irrigation lines even a quarter inch or less i would think it have clogging potential but either that or just blast plain water through it afterwards i mean it's the same thing we do with our regular our irrigation systems over at the, at the nursery at the bamboo nursery is once we blast fertilizer or whatever we're going to put put through our spaghetti tubing because we're using microjet irrigation there which is really sensitive yeah you know, we're using 200 micron filters. So it, once you're done blasting that, you just blast a bunch of just plain water through it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, because recharge, I use a really high quality. That, that, all right, next part, let me take you into recharge. We'll lead in real quick just okay. because you got to talk recharge right now. He says he really would like to use recharge in his RDWC system. That's recirculating deep water culture. Diggity. But if I feel, I feel I need some additional info. We've covered this before, but let's hit it real quick. His base newt is GH Maxi Bloom, Lucas Formula, along with silica, CalMag, etc. Do you think these will play nice together, or would you suggest something different? So, how would you suggest he's going to use that in his RDWC? Yeah, he's looking good there, man. He's ab- absolutely. I would suggest that he just takes a little bit of recharge, which does have the unsulfured black blackstrap molasses that i do use as a powder which is why i was was going to bring that up it's really good stuff man i mean i use a lot of of molasses powdered molasses in my grow and most mostly in the recharge and man the performance is just unbelievable man yeah for me if i was using it in any hydro system dwc system used to run a couple current cultures rdwc if you guys are familiar with current cultures they uh nine gallon totes really big tubing everything you know right and i would run uh you can run different sizes but i think mine was an eight inch hydrogen basket so if i were to inoculate a system like that with recharge i'd just go around each site and i'd probably pour at least a half gallon through each site um so it's going through the roots That's it's going a lot man yeah I, this is i mean well i got i got i got the best access so okay. <laughs> i don't know that might start clogging up everything though well listen let me finish All if right. i that's the most i would do i'd go pour it through each side obviously it's going to drip through and get into your your uh 
your bottom solution, but do it uh, when you know you're going to be changing. It's not something I do all the time. I would do that maybe once a week, and I'd probably do it before, maybe a day or two before I was going to change my reses out. So I felt I inoculated the system, then I took out what was left, you know, the recharge or anything that could be gumming up. Uh, but regardless, I think like you're going to say, Scotty, just get a little like a eight or 10 ounces. I was reading the cat. The captain's got a whole bunch of information on our blog about it. True. Yeah. yeah check that out. Cause he's hydro. Yeah. And he's got a couple, a couple on our blog that are really interesting. And, uh, he suggests, I think like eight ounces that you pour right on the plant site. So you're actually getting all that, you know, the, the beneficials to, to touch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to make physical contact with the, with the, the, uh, roots rather you know and that makes a big difference. i think you're just gonna have to come up with the new formula dude that has the same bacterial package but for hydro recharge for hydro uh, man, that shit gets what? real tricky I'm so over like, <laughs> bringing products to market yeah you know no, what this, I mean? is, this is the one all right <laughs> he goes on to say he contacted uh scott at nectar for the gods and, yeah and all he has to say is that if their line is as good as their customer service he's gonna love it he says it will be a banner crop so yeah scott's definitely he answers the phones over there a lot uh owner of the company but another listener asked how do you get that that hookup over at uh, nectar for the gods it's not really a hookup it's just something he does if you want to call and talk to him and tell him why you want to try his line you pay for shipping about it right he'll he'll send it out and you know if you can say yeah we heard about you over at dude grows they were talking about you yeah so that always helps us out as well um so yeah Appreciate that there for all the comment, Brent. Let's go to question number three. All right. Of Grow Talk. And uh, hold on here. I get to uh, scroll up my... Uh, 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 uh. Don't waste my motherfucking time! Like it. Like in the it. house, man. I just realized I think your vanilla kush pen is making me do Grow Talk in reverse. Yeah. Because I, like I just did... Uh, okay, we'll see if all I can right. pull it off here. All right. All right. He says he's got uh, not a question, but a follow up from Michael. I deleted your email. Otherwise, I would respond there. Oh, man. I thought everybody kept my emails. Oh, man. You answered my question on episode 52 about buying a tent kit. Uh, we kind of remember going uh, against that idea. I said he went to another, you know, a tent kit means it comes with a tent, a little hydro system, usually some good money's being made by throwing shit together you could do yourself. Uh, right he says on. he went the other direction. He's got all the wood in a four by eight room built by a construction body for 70 bucks. <clears throat> Entry level 600 watt kit and exhaust for what 300. Slave labor or something <laughs> like that? Entry level 600 watt. Yeah, you do it yourself. So he's got a 600 <laughs> watt kit light set up in exhaust for about 300, and all the newts and beneficials from real grower, real growers. Hell yeah, yeah. Thanks, I like man. This guy already. He said he just watered in his recharge, and he he just said he saved a ton. I mean, that was way cheaper than what he was looking at for the kit. That's awesome. He put a little bit more pride too when you build a room. You get a little bit more satisfaction out of it, man. Yeah, when it's not made of the same thing. It's like the difference between seriously, like a tent when you're out there camping. You know. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever been like buzzed up in your tent or half drunk and you fall over. The walls don't support you. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you did, 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 uh, Michael, you did uh, say you wanted to tell us how much our show reminds of another podcast you listen to, uh, The Brewing Network. We checked that out. That looks like some cool shit, man. Uh, 
to compare us to uh, what they have going on. That's what we're working towards. That's a cool site, and I'm a beer drinker. I might have to check it out. For real, man. All right, so let's roll into – all right, this did that one. I just, I'm just i taking away the numbers. We're just going to another Grow Talk question because I don't know what number it is at this point. Come on, man. Because uh, I'm doing it totally sideways. We're going to hit them all, man. All right, so Yo Scotty Real, how's it hanging? I was wondering who the manufacturer of Canna A and B is. Also, is it good for soil or only, the, or, or the hydro only? So uh, first off, Canna. I mean, Canna makes A and B. You know what? Yeah, somebody had said something that they thought that uh, House and Gardens had made Canna. I have no. Yeah, there's all about kinds that. of rumor crap. I that, mean, they do have the same goofy, you know, whatever those yeah. green bottles. I just thought one of them ripped the other one I would one think off. Canna makes their own shit, probably. There are companies definitely out there that don't even make much of any other nutrients. They're right. just kind of the middle marketing person. Sure. But uh, I would say Canna makes their A&B. Yeah, it is good for, well, no. You don't want to use the Canna A&B cocoa for soil. No. Or hydro, for that matter. You want to use it only with their cocoa. That's how they make their products. Yeah, yeah Canna has different, uh, different medias and different... Uh, uh, nutrients for each media so they sell their own soil and then they sell the nutrient for that soil so it's like a whole system Uh, for cocoa they sell you a can of cocoa in a 50 liter bag and then you use can of a and can of b cocoa Uh, there's terra which i guess would mean i'm going to use my international linguistic skills which must mean soil (laughs) and uh uh, they have aquas, I think, or something like that, which is their deep water culture, or com- you know, complete hydro formula. And so there's a substra. Yeah, substra, what's that? I think that's their rock wool. Yeah, formula. and then they have like drained away. But regardless, that is Canna. And uh, yeah, they all, got it's all compartmented, it's all <clears throat> systemized. If, yeah, if you're going to run their nutrients, run their media. Uh, so he says he's looking for a simple nutrient solution for my in home grow along the lines of what. You and dude were talking about. He said he tried Dynagrow, but my pH tanked when I mixed it up. We're talking about 3.5 on the Richter scale. Wow. I was adding pH up for days. I must have done something wrong, but it scared me enough to put it down. I've been using the Grow More Kelp and Fish, but it looks like I'm building up too much nitrogen. The leaves are so green, they're practically black. Any suggestions? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't just feed with a 5-1-1 all the time. Man, that will definitely give you too much nitrogen. Uh I mean, it depends on. There's so many factors there. I mean, my plants could take that that five one one all day long when they're in peak veg and they're just eating and eating and eating and eating. But you do want to alternate, uh, alternate between waterings. You know, like do a watering with just some recharge and then do a watering with some kelp and fish. Just make sure you're not using too much uh, kelp and fish. Basically, I mean, that's what looks like. You know, if you're always hitting it like Scotty's saying, especially if the plant's not going aggressively. It's going to be a little too much to uh, handle it. Oh. I love that canna, though, man. I think if, you, if you're looking for something simple and high quality that when you mix it at the proper parts per million, it doesn't, you know, your pH is pretty much dead on. Yeah, go buy yourself, you know, a couple five liters of canna. I think they're $50 for the A and $50 for the B. You know, I recommend cocoa. It's the way to grow's number one seller, I believe, is canna cocoa because uh, it's just so forgiving. There is so much air in cocoa that you can really mess it up as far as it holds, it holds so much water and still so much air. So it's, it's pretty amazing stuff, man. I think cool. I really dig it. All right. Let me, uh, let me, let me get to the next question here going sideways up, up, up and away from, uh, 
Sparky. All right, Sparky. This is a uh, hey guys, great show. Scotty, thanks for the f- <laughs> thanks for the free charge. You must have hooked somebody up there for for one reason or another. Yeah, man. Scotty likes to get stoned to package shit up, man. He uses a soilless mix. Happy frog. Nothing wrong with happy frog if you're happy. Uh, and he uses RO water under two six hundred watts, one metal halide, one HPS. Digging it. Two uh, and a two four bulb T five fixture in a walk in closet. Perfect. You know you got everything you need there. You know we finish them out under. The, I mean my garden's getting the. Well, wait, that's what's going on in my grow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he says one. He uses nectar for the gods. Simple four part with Triton's trawlfish bone meal. Haven't heard of that. And he says, can I just mix the uh, man more? Sometimes I have to admit, I got to stop for a second. We do not plant all these recharge questions, but this is another one. And I always like to mix up grow talk, but I don't feel bad because so much science was dropped up there about Jacob and uh, some other talk. But dude, recharge is what pays for this show, man. You know what I mean? It's what fuels the show. Y'all, y'all learning about how to use organics properly, and y'all learning about soil biology, and then going and reaching for a recharge and supporting the show. That's how it all works. All right, well, then so- move forward. He says, Come can on. he just mix recharge directly in? With my nectar mix, or should I mix it in water and add it separately? I mean, that just depends on where you're at in your feeding schedule. You could do it either way. You could water it with your nutrients, or you could do it on its own. I personally like to do it on its own. It's not that it's wrong to do it with your nutrients, but I usually plan my feeding schedule. So I'm like, man, I've been feeding my plants for three days straight. Now it's time just to water them to run off and get a really good soaking of beneficial microbes in there. So that's how I do it. Yep. On a plain water day, it's perfect for that. If you don't have plain water days because you're mixing a little bit of nectar in with everything, maybe your plain water day with nectar is bone meal and, and whatever, sure, mix it, mix the recharge right in there, man. You're going to be good to go. All right, number two of, of Sparky's question is he's growing Jack's Cleaner, and he was looking at Leafly, and in the grow tips it said to transplant right before flower to reduce stretch. So as an experiment, I did that with most of my latest, la- his last crop. I was curious what your thoughts were on this. They seem to be doing good. It's only been a couple of weeks, though. So he's saying transplant right before flower to reduce stretch. I mean, I've never heard that before, man. I've stretch never heard is that. a fewfold. Mainly, it's genetics. I mean, unless you have weak light or like your plant like is trying to stretch towards the light, as they say. Uh, gen- I mean, going to flower is always a stretch time well, up just, to three feet on some plants. I've yeah. had this citrix fucking stretch, man. I got some good videos on it. Like amazing. If it stretches much more, it's, I'm out of options because it can't <laughs> be, even be super cropped. The thing's so thick, but anyway, uh, yeah, stretch just happens in, uh, genetics mainly. I guess there's thinking maybe if it gets root brown, your plant might stretch more. So you transplant it. Typically people transplant before flower. Anyway, it's a good transplant time. But I haven't heard it have anything to do with stretch necessarily. Yeah, I mean that's a new one for me, man. But um, regardless, that's when I'm transplanting anyway. I usually try to transplant about one week before flower if I can, and uh, yeah, then I'm good to go. All right, come on, man, give me another part three. Uh, which I don't know if we either of us can help. I also grow Dynachem from Dynafem, Juicy Fruit from Bag Seed. Cali OG from Bag Seed and Time Time Wreck. Do you have any advice on any of them? Thanks for the help. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no advice. I mean, there's no. so many strains out there, man. Dear God, I, uh, the Time Wreck is a new one for me. I believe I have grown Chain Wreck before. 
That's a huge leaf, at least. And, you know, on some of the, you got to wonder when I was growing train wreck in 2009, was my train wreck really a train wreck? You know, I bought it from the dispensary, but it was a huge leafed indica, you know, really big, man. You got to love Mother Nature, man, when it's like, not only can you have your medicine and recreational from me, you can have 10,000 different kinds of it. Sure. Yeah. People are definitely getting into it with, with the names and shit, man. <laughs> man, I don't know. I'm able to grow all my plants in a pretty similar fashion. The only time that I can really see a huge, huge difference in, uh, and, and you know, a big difference. There's all these minor subtle differences, but where I see a really huge difference is when I put them into flower. That's what, that's when I'll see uh, either a tremendous stretch or maybe some nutri- different nu- nutritional needs, but man, in veg, they do all look pretty darn similar, you know? Yeah. Word, word. Well, let me, uh, let's move on, move on to, uh, I think what's going on in our grows, man. I was going to take a break, but come on, man. This is like definitely with the science and the LED talk and the whole six yards. Isn't that what it is? Six yards. <laughs> the, the, one of the longest shows. I love it. All right. What's going on in our grows, man? This is where we go out of our minds and literally tell you how we're growing our own weed. It's crazy. Yeah, man. You want to take it away or you want me to start there? Yeah, no worries, man. So I have been playing around with that jump start, man. That's why we made it the product of the show. And man, I noticed some weird things, man, like the calyx is that thing. I think Jacob had mentioned it, man, that it it will almost, you got to, you got to stop it about week five. What's wrong with more calyxes? Nothing. They're just crazy, man. I got like this little mountains, you know, spirally mountain bud, man. It's crazy. Hell yeah, man. That purple Urkel came out nuts, man. If nothing else, you just trim that off and it would add to your, uh, you know, it did add more time though, man. I had white hairs up till week seven, you know, we, you know, we up till week. I'm sorry. I should say they should have been up to week seven. They were up to week nine. I, yeah. It took me another 10 days to harvest this bitch because I, I used the product too long, you know? So man, you got to start cutting out pretty much everything. I'd say week five. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's good to know because as far as I'm not spraying it on though, I'm not, uh, yeah, having to run it full on into, uh, I shouldn't say, I'm not, you're, you're talking strictly as a uh, spray, right? No, no, I was using it in the reservoir. You know, okay, to, you know, and you're to, saying up to week five? I think I did week week six, I think I did it. I okay. Think I, I think I cut it out week six, I made it, kind of made a mistake, and that was what, just up to, up to when I was leaching, basically. Yeah. So I leached from week leak. Week seven to week Leech. eight. I haven't heard the term leeching in a while. Like, <laughs> what do we call flushing? Or you mean flushing or if there's other terms. Regardless. Cool. Good to know. I'll, I'll have to cut it out because I love using that shit. Right on. What else? Uh, I, I guess I'll take a little bit into uh, what I got What I got going on in my grow here. Basically, kicking a lot, man. You don't realize until you get going. Um, the indoor fired back up and... Growing outdoors just stays kind of easy. I mean, it's I won't say it's kind of easy, but Mother Nature does a lot of work for you. Now that I got the uh, the indoor kicking, I'm loving it. Uh, Feminized seed is insane from Reserva Provada on the Citrix. Its stalk is that's where it's becoming a bitch because its stalk is as thick as my thumb or a thick marker all the way to the very top of the plant. Because usually, if I'm dealing with a plant that's getting too tall and I'm running out of room, I can just you know, bend it over, work it with me, you know, make it 
force it, you know, force it over. This one is not that option. The hollow space inside of it is like as big as a pencil. So like God, if man. I bend it over, it's it's like breaking and shit. So I'm I'm hoping everything is good. I was starting to feel it's kind of like maybe it's just like a freak of nature plant and it's just going to be all weird, but we'll see. Yeah, some keep, weird superfino, man. Keep documenting that shit for you guys. And cool. that that'll be out soon as well, guys. We got the all kinds of we'll do our, our dudegrows.com updates before we end the show here of what's going on with video and everything else but other things in the grow the hortolux super blue is unbelievable the uh, island sweet skunk under it is looking like it's going to be like a two pound plant but we'll see i mean i am concerned with losing some yield using the hortolux blue bulb all the way through uh flower but but uh, in that right in between there's some, some it's not like a straight metal halide when you look at the spectrum on the hortolux blue bulbs it's definitely a pretty a pretty complete spectrum from what I just see without being a, a light guy. Uh, and we were talking uh, with Tyler about it. And, you know, he's breaking down. And he's like, I'm pretty comfortable with you doing that all throughout Bloom. So uh, I'm excited. I think the quality is going to be up by like 10, 15%, but I'm going to lose like the same in yield. But we'll we'll see for sure. And that thing got so big, dude. Like the other day I was working in my garden quick. Like I had to go do some, some shit somewhere. And it's like ran by tucked under like hunched you know through this little mini area this so i can get back to my co2 tank right because it was empty so of course i'm panicking and uh hit my shoulder just lightly on a branch but it was it it, i heard a like oh shit Uh it was a big branch man like that branch probably had a qp on it when it was gonna be done but it didn't tear all the way and it was still attached to the base of the stalk right so i'm like all right all right first thing i looked for my tie tape tie tape is great to have in the garden for repairs but I didn't have any, so I used some of the, uh, not twisty tie, but like the twisty tie wire with the heavy coating, like rubberized coating so it won't damage the stem. Yeah. And just really work that bitch back together. The top of the plant did not skip a beat. The damaged area didn't wilt at all. And when you have healthy plants, guys, do not give up on reattaching stems. Like graft that. I've done it with scotch tape before. Graft that plant back together. Yep. Make sure it's really watered in for the next day or two and really happy. And a lot of times they heal like crazy. And I got a, another great video on that that I'll have to get out. Um, and we can bump into that real quick, guys, because I hate teasing you. We're talking like I got a lot of videos to get out here. My YouTube channel has been a little slow just because we've been focusing on the podcast. So we got some changes for 2015 for sure. Some soft stuff, we'll say. We don't know all the full details, but we are definitely getting close to a full-on live video show at a whole, like, awesome studio location is our hopes and uh then we're working also, it out brother yeah. we're working out we need deliberations man yeah and changing stuff up uh not, not changing anything up with the site but adding things man so there's gonna be a lot more video coming to you guys podcast as always is gonna be hanging out man this is the basis of what i love so don't worry about that the dude grow show be out every week for you and uh man what do we what else hey, you got better late than never right brother yeah 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 thanks <laughs> for hanging in there guys we missed yeah, our right release on. date christmas and new year's just kind of blew our minds oh we were in tactical hell though man finally i had to get the dude just get his ass to the studio and do a show man exactly right. doing the show remotely unless it's in hawaii or some shit like that is Damn not straight. going not going that well any other any other news mr real or uh announcements are we are we good on number 55 here let's put it in the bag homie Cool, cool, guys. We're going to put this show in the bag. If you like what you're hearing, come on over, hang out, dudegrows.com. Show some love at realgrowers.com. Pick up some newts, pick up recharge, pick up whatever is your fancy. Hell yeah. Thank you all for the support, man. It's been absolutely outrageous, man. 
And we, you know where we'll be next week. I promise. Should I promise on time? 420 Friday? Or just... <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Dugrows.com. Yeah, man.